Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Black Lives Matter has issued a statement. They are standing by Jesse Smollett, even though he has been found guilty. And, you know, it's a really important story for regular people because everybody knows at this point that Jesse Smollett staged the whole thing. It was a hoax. He was trying to make more money. He exploited Black Lives Matter and the protest movement to advance his career. And now you can see official statements from the Black Lives Matter organization that they don't care. They're standing by him saying, we don't care. Police are liars. He's done too much for us. That's important for regular people. So you can explain to them, look, this is not about justice. It's about political power. And here's proof. Now we got an even weirder story. The New York City mayor has said they refused to surrender to Black Lives Matter and warned Hawk Newsom not to burn the city down. It's interesting. We're starting to see some pushback to Black Lives Matter and Antifa. In California, 11 Antifa members have been arrested and charged with some very serious crimes for beating regular people. Apparently, there was a Trump rally. Antifa shows up and started beating kids like teenagers. Pretty aggressive stuff. And then where does this lead us to? Well, the intrepid journalist Andy No, who has been documenting this much to the chagrin of Antifa, is now being sued by people because he retweeted them. This is Antifa <laughs> lawfare. They're mad about it. So they're literally suing him. I, I'll say this right now before we get the show started. Andy No, mark my words. I'm t- I, I, there's a lot of political play here, but I will say this on the merits. Andy will win a summary judgment. The judge will laugh this, this case out of court, and then Andy will seek legal fees and likely win. I'll just say he will win. I will make a hard prediction on this. You can come back. And if I'm wrong, I will accept being wrong. But I am so positive that this is the stupidest lawsuit ever filed. Andy will win on summary judgment. It will never see a trial. The judge is going to be like, this is ridiculous for the you know case for the defendant. And then Andy's going to say legal fees. He's like, granted, laughably bad. And we'll get into all this stuff. We also got uh, uh, inflation hitting uh, across the country, and it's a little bit in the weeds, but I think this one's big. We can definitely talk about how it's screwing over the working class. And I have this article from The Intercept that really pissed me off. Inflation is good for you. It's bad for the 1%. They, eat, they, they lie so easily to manipulate poor people into destroying themselves and supporting this trash. So we'll get into it. Joining us today is, of course, Libby Emmons from The Post Millennial. Hi. How's it going? Hey, you're, you're the <laughs> editor-in-chief, right? I am. I'm there the editor-in-chief at the Post Millennial. Sweet. Yeah. And you work with yeah. Andy? I work with Andy. He actually just sent me a message. He oh, wanted, yeah. He wanted me to show you something. Oh, what is it? <laughs> is it the is it the part from the lawsuit? Yeah. Uh, it's his last tweet about being an effective journalist means that people will try to silence you. Yeah, they will. And he's fundraising for his legal defense. So if you want to check that out. Oh, definitely. It's yeah, yeah, libertycenter.org yeah. slash retweet. <laughs> <laughs> so I used one of his articles today from Newsweek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny. They're like, he's not a journalist. And I'm like, pretty sure Newsweek isn't a far-right publication. Yeah. And it's not an opinion piece. It's a nope. straight news piece. They're so salty because 
Very few people are willing to actually report on what they're doing mm-hmm. and stand up to it. Well, and Andy is is reporting on crime. He doesn't do opinion pieces. Mm-hmm. I recently was like, Andy, we, we were talking about something. I was like, that's a great idea. We should do an opinion piece on that. And he was like, meh, I don't want to do an opinion piece. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does he does straight news stories. And uh, they come after him because he's good at his job. You know, that stupid Daily Beast story about uh, about this lawsuit. And they're talking yeah, about no. and they use they're like, oh, Andy has had all of these DCMA strikes against him. And it's like, yeah, that's not evidence of anything other than people are out to get him. Right. You know, that's what that's about. It's a, it, yeah, it's, it's because they just don't like, uh, they don't I, want to be their violent crimes to be reported on. I really want to, I want to talk so much about that one, but I felt like we couldn't lead with it because it's a, it's a little esoteric, mm. but we'll get into that when we'll build up to it with the Black Lives Matter riot stuff. We got Luke chilling. Yeah. Libby's from New York City. So I'm very excited to find out how my former homestead is turning into a hellscape. That's huh. going to be a great conversation very to exciting. have. <laughs> and, uh, the shirt that I have now, I think becomes more popular by the day and it reads, People will forget your words. People will forget your accomplishments, but no one will forget that you voted for Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a great one because it catches a lot of people off guard. And you could get yours and be a part of street activism by just going to thebestpoliticalshirts.com. And because you do, I'm here. Thanks for having me. What's up, everybody? Ian Crossland here, ready to rock and roll. Good to see you. IanCrossland.net. Check it out. And I am also here pushing buttons on this very calm Friday night. We're going to have a lot of fun. Love having Libby here. Love my ladies. So let's get into Thanks. it. Before we get started, my friends, go to TimCast.com. Become a member because that is the lifeblood of our operation. As a member, you get access to exclusive members-only segments from the TimCast IRL podcast, as well as our Green Room show, which is behind the scenes when people are showing up and hanging out. And we got a new show, Pop Culture Crisis, talking about pop culture. Mm. But it's from our perspective, freedom you know, independent values, things like that. So it's definitely something you want to check out. And most importantly, as a member, it funds our journalists. That's it. What I'm hoping to do is just get more and more writers on more and more subjects to tackle these issues, to fact check them and do a better and better job. Far from perfect, but better than what you're going to get from the mainstream media. And that's, that's the intention. Everything we're doing is to, is when you guys sign up, we can allocate those funds straight to hiring more journalists. And we just hired another journalist, Michael Robison. He's got monkeys. It's really cool. Oh Look at my Instagram, at TimCast. And we were just uh, hanging out. We got to meet one of the monkeys, so really cool stuff. And he writes fantastic articles. So again, don't forget to support our work. Smash the like button right now. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. Let's get started with this. We, we were initially going to start with Jesse, but I think this is actually more important context as we get into Black Lives Matter. From the Daily Mail, quote, We are not going to surrender to Black Lives Matter. New York City Mayor-elect Eric Adams warns BLM leader Hawk Newsom not to, quote, burn down the Big Apple and refuses to back down on reinstating plainclothes NYPD units. It's kind of crazy when we're at a point where the mayor of, you know, the biggest city in the country is warning a group of leftist activists not to burn the city down. Isn't it? Isn't it? Shouldn't there be a little bit more than that? Like, hey, you threatened to burn the city down. Like, that's a terroristic threat. You guys literally did smash windows and destroy things a year ago. Maybe those threats are not idle threats and there should be some legal ramifications. You know, maybe a slap on the wrist. Maybe they at least need to come out and be like, don't threaten to burn it all down. But how many times do they say this stuff? Yeah, you know, they say it a lot. BLM says this a lot. And Hawk Newsom also is much further to the left, I think, even than the national BLM Mm. groups. And he's spoken out against the national BLM groups. He's one of the ones who was uh, bringing suit against them for 
having fundraised all that money and like nobody saw any of that money mm. except you know Patrice Cullors got a bunch of new houses or something. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Well, but well, it was for her family. It was for her, sure. She's doing very well for herself. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, every family needs a nice little house in Topanga Canyon, right? A, a couple oh, of them, least. you know. That's just one, yeah. a few, you know. Half but, a, a couple of like half yeah. a million dollar houses. Yeah. But the th- yeah, so the thing about Newsom is um he's very vigilant about that. I talked actually talked with him after the um there was like a whole incident uptown with some tourists who were in town and they didn't want to show their vax cards or something like that and they ended up getting kicked out of carmines and then when i talked to him about it he was like actually the hostess was racist and used racist language and this whole thing um but yeah he's very vigilant against the plainclothes cops and i want the plainclothes cops back on the street pulling them off the street has been a disaster that's how the police know what's going on in the community. You know, they're there on the street. They're involved. The, the, the context is that uh, when they defunded the police in New York, they got rid of the anti-crime unit. That's right. And then crimes skyrocketed. skyrocketed. Murders, okay. muggings, well, violent crime. Well, and who's getting killed? Like, black kids are getting killed. Yeah. That's what's happening. Black people are getting murdered. So, you know, people were shocked. The, the super lefties that I know were shocked when Eric Adams won the Democratic primary, which essentially meant that he was going to be mayor, which he is going to be. Uh, they all wanted Maya Wiley and these far left progressives. But the black communities, the conservative communities, the Latino communities all wanted Adams. And it's pretty clear why they wanted him. You know, he was a, he's from the city. He's, he was a DA. Um, he was a cop. Yeah. And he was, he's, definitely going to crack down on crime in these neighborhoods and save black lives like that's what he's gonna do i'm 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 glad to hear it you know maybe i don't agree with this guy i'm not a fan of what the democrats have become but if people are expressing their support for a cop mm-hmm. as much as i can say you know there's a lot of things that i don't like about the nypd the cpd regular people saying you know what we hate more we hate you burning down our our, our businesses and throwing rocks through our windows right this is a pie in the face to the extremist woke left. But when they did break windows, when they did bust down businesses, when they did steal from private enterprises, you saw the police department stand back and kind of watch everything happen. You saw some of the high command of the NYPD literally literally get on their knees with the mayor Mm -hmm. saying, we support you guys, as of course they were causing massive chaos, massive pain for the average citizen. So, you know, the previous administration acquiesced totally to BLM. They they wrote their name in front of Trump's... Power right, and arrested Avenue. anyone who dared to express another political opinion across that mm-hmm. particular street. So to, to see this kind of transition, it's not even a major transition. It's just a guy saying, Hey, we're not going to have any bloodshed. We're not going to have any rioting here. I mean, that should be a normal statement. It, huh. It's nothing out of the ordinary and shouldn't be. There's- yeah, I mean, de Blasio also did not think that New Yorkers cared about their own quality of life. Mm. And I've talked to members of city council about this, you know, who said that there are members of city council who don't think that their constituents care about quality of life. And anyone who lives in New York, there isn't anything else. That is literally the only thing there is. There's really expensive everything and not getting trash in your face and stabbed when you walk down the street. So that's the important thing. And if Adams can bring some of that back... That's Ah. a good thing, but I still, you know, I don't just, I don't agree with any of the vax mandate stuff. He's come out on, in favor of that. We now have a new mask mandate in the entire state because of the stupid idiot garbage. No one elected her governor. Yes. (laughs) You know? The the, the next person's always worse, right? Right. It's always worse. That's what I'm thinking too. It's like if we get rid of Biden, we have Kamala and she is just even the worst of the worst worse. She's terrible. Yeah. And this whole thing with the masking now. Now you like businesses are going to be able to decide if you have to wear a mask or if you have to show your vaccine card or 
Whatever. I want to address what Luke was saying about, about the police because I think there is an interesting kind of double-edged sword here. I'm not a big fan of what the police were doing, letting people suffer. Mm-hmm. But my, I guess my point is more like regular people, when they say they want Eric Adams, they are saying no to Black Lives Matter and Antifa extremists. And we needed people to stand up and say something to that. Now, it is, I think, an issue when you have a police department and you have the whole city and this, the, you know, the, the, the core Democrat movement being like abolish or defund the police. Well, it's no surprise that when the cops are like, we don't have the resources to deal with this, so we're not going to deal with it. You can't expect me to go out and then put my life on the line when you will not stand up and defend us as well. Right. You had in New York, I think, I think it was in New York, the police came out and said, we are being slammed in the media for mm-hmm. all of these crimes when there were 375 million police interactions and only, I think it was like nine unarmed black men being killed or like 13 right. or whatever. Yeah. So there, the, the media is just like drumming up all of this hate for cops mm-hmm. when 99.99% of cops are just like routine stops. Right. That's well, exactly most right. of them, but you know, they also, they also, from- they also did shut down, you know, private businesses in Staten Island that That's were going the against the, the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, the NYPD is, it's one of the most funded police departments, I think in the entire world. I believe their budget, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you would know this more than I would, uh, uh Libby. Their budget was six billion dollars, now it's five billion dollars, is that correct? They did pull a bill, yeah. a billion, yeah, yeah, but it wasn't the NYPD shutting down restaurants in Staten Island. That it was, was the, the sheriffs. That was the state. That was under Cuomo's jurisdiction. Yes, but it's still police officers that came in. It was, but yeah. it was not the NYPD. Okay. Because the NYPD, if you were walking around going to, you know, basically were, were speakeasies during the pandemic, uh, the NYPD did not come bother you at all. They, they brought in state troopers. It was, it. yeah, that was what was going on in Staten Island. That was not NYPD. That's corruption. That, well, that's, it's, it's the, the, these, these cops that are basically like, uh, Attilus Jim in New Jersey, mm-hmm. the local cops showed up. And the cop said something like, you're all, you're in violation of, you know, public ordinance. That being said, have a nice day, folks. And they all clapped and cheered. Right. So what did the city do? They called outside departments to come in and the outside cops with a smile on their face were like, right. I don't know you. I don't care about you. Screw off. Mm-hmm. Callousness. That, that to me is like, you know what, man? The, these cops may be from out of the community, but people need a way to like call them out, shun them. For violating human rights, the, the decree of an executive does not give police the authority to do these things. No, I mean people have to stand up for their own values, and that's it. Turns out that's one of the hardest things for anybody to do is to have a value system, make their decisions based on that value system, and to uphold it with their with their this is their why, lives every day. You know, th- this is why I'm like you know during the whole George Floyd riots and stuff, mm-hmm. I was kind of like in many circumstances, if the cops aren't going to defend people who want to de- abolish the police, I mean, good. This is what people have asked for, and the cops right. are giving it to them. Right. That being said, when then when you then get police going to small businesses and putting the jackboot down, I'm like, you want me to defend you now? Not gonna happen as an institution. Well, in a lot of it's it's not the police that are going around you know, enforcing these restrictions, it's individuals and business owners who are that's enforcing right. their restrictions. Yeah. For the most part, New York, especially. Yeah. And, and that's sort of the, that's sort of the worst case scenario. I think if it was police coming in, we could all be like, no, police don't do that. But it's individuals standing against other individuals. It's citizens taking up the enforcement. It's citizen middle managers. Right. Well, the, the, the difference I think is in like New York, it's most mostly the individual restaurant owners are the enforcers of That's these right. mandates. That's right. But there still are many circumstances in which police were engaging in this behavior. Attilus Jim, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. the woman who was trying to sell things on Facebook Live in North Jersey, 
So we, we, we've seen several instances of this mm-hmm. and I'm not going to, I'm not going to come out and defend, uh, you know, organizations that take the goodwill when, we, when we defend the police and say defunding them is insane. If anything, they need better training, better funding, better programs. And then what happens? They say, screw the little guy. We don't mm-hmm. care. We're told to do it. So we'll do it. Granted, as you mentioned, a lot of NYPD were just like, nope. Right. I've heard stories from people in New York where they were like, People have, you know, tried calling the cops over vac, you know, people are facing to leave with masks and the cops just laugh. Yeah. They're like, what do you want me to do about it, dude? Right. They're like, we're not coming out for this. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, my experience uh, recently in New York City, uh, tell me if you're wrong. Maybe this was just particularly in the neighborhood that I was in. No one's enforcing anything. Uh, as far as mask mandates, I haven't seen any kind of enforcement of that in local businesses and private businesses. Vax mandates, no one asked me about my papers. No one asked me to, to put on a mask. Those are the experiences that I just had a few days mm-hmm. ago. Um, do, are, are you seeing the same kind of just not caring about any of this kind of bureaucracy yeah. made up decrees? There's a lot of people that don't care. Um, there's a lot of like, I went to a diner the other day and it was like, I'm not going to say where it was because I don't want them to get in yeah. trouble. There was no issue. Mm. Um, the vax mandates now have extended to children. So children are supposed to now show their vaccine cards and a lot of places are not going to enforce that either. Also, the mask mandate that came down from uh, Kathy Hochul today um, is like uh, businesses get to decide so mm. you can enforce it yourself, which also kind of means like businesses that are doing badly, are they really going to stand there and be like, put on your mask or you Probably can't not, come in? Right? You know, I wouldn't. I'd be like, come on in, please buy some stuff. Um, but there's been a lot of places that are not asking for vaccine paperwork or anything else because they want people to come in. And also they don't care. There's also, though, a ton of people, more than I've seen in a long time, walking around outside with masks on, in their cars by themselves with masks on. Watching CNN too much. Right? And there's uh, the subway. People are, like, fully masked on the subway. It'll be like, I'll be on the subway and I'll see somebody and we'll be like, oh, what's up? Nice. I want to pull up this story. Two (laughs) people without a mask on. We have this story from Star Tribune, and this is despicable. Albert Lee restaurant owner found guilty of violating state COVID mandate. A jury of three women and three men took only an hour of deliberation to convict Lisa Hansen. She was sentenced to, where do we have the sentencing down here? It's, uh, there we go. She was sentenced to 90 days in jail, which began immediately and a $1,000 fine considerably, considerably more than what Albert Lee city attorney Kelly Dawn Martinez, who prosecuted the case, had sought. Meaning the prosecutor didn't even want to go that crazy and the judge was like, nah, lock her up three months. Why? Because she opened her wine and beer bar, flouting Tim Waltz's executive order to shut down last winter during the COVID-19 pandemic, and was found guilty of six criminal misdemeanor counts Thursday wow. by a freeborn county jury. It was, it was it was cops who came and arrested her for this. This is Minnesota. This is Minnesota. She, she fled to Iowa and mm-hmm. then sheriff uh, deputies came and arrested her. So these are people, these are officers. Look, you got to understand in places like New York City, as much as you might be saying like, well, the NYPD weren't the ones going out and doing this, the, the leadership are appointed by Democrats. Mm-hmm. They do not believe in the same moral systems, moral frameworks and values that we here do. Right. Just because we might be like there are good cops out there and they're besmirching the name of officers over you know a few fringe cases, you need to realize that in places like Seattle, mm-hmm. there are Antifa cops. Right. There no sure joke. are. Yeah. I mean, there was an Antifa person running for the uh, basically like attorney general of the city. Um, in Seattle. And then, you know, she lost, mm-hmm. but, uh, she was entrenched, you know, she was running for that. It's interesting too. I was talking to some friends about this the other day. There's a, there's definitely a difference today between, um, 
the way that Republicans and Democrats, conservatives, liberals, whatever terminology you want to use, approach things. It used to be that everyone basically seemed to have the same goal. And the question was, how do we get there? What is the process? Um, I don't think there's the same goal in mind at all. And I don't think that there's even a similarity of worldview at this point. Yeah, I I think for the most part, everyone's become increasingly selfish. Mm -hmm. And like the judge in this case or the prosecutors, they're just basically like, I'm going to get mine. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, we're seeing what's happening all around the world. And it should be a warning shot to the rest of the world, especially with what's happening in Germany, in Australia, in Austria, in Italy, in France, where we're we're seeing just, you know, elderly women walking by big police officers grabbing their hands, demanding to see their papers, demanding to see their identification, and throwing them in jail, giving them huge fines, stealing their hard-earned money, punishing them, scaring the crap out of them because they didn't comply with the whims of the state. I I think what's happening around the world in some of these places is what a lot of politicians want to happen here in the United States. And I think because of people fighting against it, because of people not complying, because of the state of Florida and other people saying, hey, I, I believe in my human rights. I have dignity. I have a life here that I will fight for and I will protect no matter what. I think that's one of the only reasons why uh, society totally hasn't gone the way as many other societies have gone to where even protesting, even just simply complaining is banned or made illegal. And and it's absolutely crazy to see that happen in Australia, to see that happen all over Europe where you can't even protest. That's crazy. I, we I, have that here with corporations. Corporations ban protest in the U.S. How so? Well, you have Twitter. You have social media platforms. Yeah. Well, refusing, they ban speech. They ban speech. And speech is protest. Yeah, and they also and they also ban people from organizing and from uh, having groups and and doing events together, covering the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. Yeah, that's another big one. (laughs) (laughs) It's obvious what they're doing. They're like, it's bad enough we had to pull this stupid campaign with Maxwell anyway. The last thing we want is someone to be tweeting about it. Right. Yeah. Or just no even talking, talking about the about justice the, system. Oh, yeah. Or just Unless how you're the, saying it's terrible. Or just how the government it. took your tax dollars for over 30 years and ran an international extortion child trafficking operation. That's another big one, you know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's something that people... That's I mean... I'll, I'll give you some. Okay. Oh, I got a whole so, bunch so, of but, but look, look, look. I think, you know, we, we've seen a lot of the details out of the Epstein stuff. And now we're kind of getting off the rails from where we just were. It's like, you know, these small town cops arresting this woman and then Epstein and an internet. No, but I will say there's a simpler, there's a simpler thing. It's like, you've got uh, how much, how much of our money without our consent goes to literally bombing civilians. Right. And, and, and for some nebulous cause where they tell us, what are they saying? They were saying on TV about Ukraine, we, we fight over there, so we don't got to fight here. Mm. And I'm like, you think Russia's going to invade the, the continental invade US? Yeah. Yeah. And that's Let alone not... Hawaii. And, and then just a really quick point before uh, uh, I'm going to leave it off to you. I think it is interconnected because there was police officers in New York City, in Florida, that knew exactly what was going on. They had the victims. They had children that were coming to them, and they were told to shut up by their superiors, and they had to shut up, and there was no justice for thousands of victims and thousands of children that came forward so sorry go ahead wow yeah yeah you didn't know about this Libby <laughs> no I don't know yeah. all about this. okay okay oh the Epstein stuff is great yeah the Epstein well, stuff I've, is yeah, out yeah I mean insane. I've read about the Epstein yeah. stuff yeah there's a number you know, of police officers that fell into depression there's a number of police mm-hmm. officers that were silenced shunned and couldn't do their job because the higher up said shut up obey our orders and they did and they had to that's what goes on with a lot of things yeah 
you know that's yeah. pretty clear yeah and and it happens in some of the most atrocious atrocities that we can't even mention or talk about and and that to me is frustrating to understand people still putting a lot of their faith and a lot of their power and a lot of their hope which i i think is 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 needless into this kind of system that they're going to be doing the right thing i, th- I think we should be more skeptical than just hopeful from my perspective you know when i think about cops <clears throat> defunding police and police as an organization i think like the trash people pick up the trash and you're like okay if there's an organization of trash men across the united states and the, uh, a, a small group of them started dumping trash on lawns and they were like f this we hate these and they're like targeting black people you know some racist trash men you wouldn't say like defund trash people no you no wouldn't. more trash pickup we totally need the garbage yeah. <laughs> and we need the cops <laughs> same so like Right. How do you deal or, with corruption? Or, I mean, just and firefighters. And police. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, there, if there was guns. a video, uh, imagine a video of a firefighter at a fire, mm-hmm. and he like, he's got the hose, and a little old lady walks by, and he just sprays her, and she gets knocked over, <laughs> and they're like, time to shut down the fire department. Oh my fire God. them yeah, all. It's over. The fire. How do you hold them accountable? Yeah. You criticize every time they do something wrong. You try to hold them accountable, and if they don't, if they're not held accountable, they shouldn't have any institutional power or money until they can be accountable, and can, and until they can be trustworthy, and until they can be honest and real with the people that they're serving, because they're supposed to be serving the people, not doing the bidding of the special interests that many times they just take the orders blindly and do whatever they want. There was a there was a big thing during Occupy Wall Street where NYPD were working uh, in uniform as private security for wealthy individuals right. who wanted to go to restaurants in the financial district. Right. That that makes sense. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No So, so you come out as a protester and you see police officers mm-hmm. in uniform, badges and everything, and then you realize they were hired as private security for the wealthy elites of New York City. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of cops that, that, that moonlight yep. as. Security, but in uniform with their badges. I don't think they're supposed to do that. No, well, there's an official either. program within the NYPD where corporations could hire police officers to show up at their uh. businesses. Many banks use police officers and hire them. I don't know if this program still exists, but I know it did exist That's a few years ago. Yeah, and they were able to hire, pay, for, pay their salaries, and they would show up particularly protect uh, their business and mm-hmm. essentially just stand around there because that was a deterrent for a lot of criminals seeing, oh, there's a police officer here, I won't come and steal from this place. Oops, sorry, there. Trash in the joint, dude. Yeah. Their job is to protect people but then but their real job is to do what their supervisor tells them to do or they're going to lose the job yeah so like that's a big conflict of interest right off the bat including up to some of the worst atrocities i mean isn't that true of soldiers isn't that true of the military any of these kind of enforcement organizations are all about making sure that the people are following the orders like you can't have a bunch of people it just wouldn't work if everyone was out there making their own assumptions about how the law works you know there has to be a coordinated effort coordinated effort in order for it to be successful and right now it's running through people like Mm -hmm. um, authoritarian individuals so maybe in the future will the system will be altered so that we'll be able to police without having authority telling people what to do i don't think that's really how it works i think there always has to be authority to tell people if you're going to have a if you're going to have some sort of army people have to follow the orders in the army what about policing though Policing, I mean, in New York City, like, that's, that's an army. 
to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah, how many is yeah. like 30 something thousand? It's yeah. a lot. It's a lot of people. And the thing too that happened in New York is that a bunch of um, low level crimes basically got decriminalized and stopped being prosecuted. Right. So that just opened the door for criminals to do bigger crimes, you know? And the way that these smaller crimes worked, I was actually listening to a podcast uh, about this with Inez on Inez's, oh, nice. yeah, Inez's nice, podcast. Nice. Um, but essentially, the idea is that those low-level crimes um, are not that are now decriminalized. The idea was not that those low-level crimes are there to uh, be prosecuted and send people to prison. It's so that police have an intervention point, an early intervention point, mm-hmm. right? So if you're standing there on the street corner smoking a joint, uh, then the police can be like, hey, what's up? You're standing here on the street corner smoking a joint. That's an intervention point. Right. Uh, if turnstile jumping, right? Hey, you just jumped the turnstile. That's an intervention point. What other, you know, what else is going on? Right. And when you have a bunch of crimes, right? And then people plead down once they're in the court system. So then you have like, this person went up for a drug offense for, you know, five years. Did they really go up just for the drug offense? Like they pled down a whole bunch of other charges and landed with one and took a sentence. It's sort of interesting. I hadn't thought of it in those terms. Um, but it makes sense when you start thinking about it in that, in that way. Let's talk about some wins. We got the story from Newsweek by journalist Andy No. Oh. Prosecutors okay. make first move to break up Antifa cell as 11 activists charged with, charged with violence. Now, this is not an opinion piece. This is a factual news report by uh, by Andy No for Newsweek. And the reason I'm emphasizing a factual news report by journalist Andy No is because Antifa and these extremists have tried their hardest to smear and besmirch his name simply for reporting on what they do. This is it. Newsweek is not some far right publication or some conspiracy blog. Newsweek's actually fairly left leaning. And here we have a factual news piece. You see, prosecutors are actually going after Antifa. They say, uh, Andy writes, this week, the San Diego County District Attorney's Office charged 11 alleged Antifa members with felony conspiracy and felony assault charges, among other crimes in a riot case where supporters of pre- former President Donald Trump and random bystanders were beaten in the Pacific Beach, uh, in Pacific Beach, California in January. Eight suspects were arraigned this week. They have all pleaded not guilty. There's there's videos of what happened. There there are reports that there were minors who were simply walking down the street and Antifa decided to attack and pepper spray them. There was a guy who was apparently longboarding with his dog and they pepper spray this guy for no reason because they assume if you're there, you must be a Trump supporter. Mm. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm curious here. You know, I think we should be happy that finally we're seeing law enforcement go after Antifa. Right. Mm -hmm. This is finally how long has it taken. But my concern is, is it too little too late? And is it just kind of a show, some appeasement? You know what I mean? Are they actually going to get serious across the board around the country and deal with this extremism? Well, I want to know exactly what happened in this particular case before kind of espousing an opinion on it. But what what brings me uh, to think about, uh, you know, when when I hear about this story was just a few months ago when Antifa was caught celebrating because their opponents were being arrested. Uh, they were celebrating when the FBI was going after Trump supporters. Yep. And my first comment on them celebrating it, it's only a matter of time until the state turns against you and starts arresting you. So I think this could be the first of that. I still wanna. I, I still don't know a lot of the details around this case, but did do they have any charges against these individuals? Yeah, do felony we know conspiracy yeah. and felony assault. Yeah. Uh, okay. Among and then, other crimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do, nice. 
Do they know? Um, Let me see if I can come what, down. They, they come. They, uh, yeah. Okay. So we have, you know, Samuel Ogden charged with felony conspiracy and assault. We've got Jesse Cannon, uh, felony conspiracy, felony assault. So you know, basically, they're all being charged similarly, and it's for trying to cause uh, a great bodily harm to individuals. They're fundraising to try and, and and try and deal with this. These people thought they were untouchable. Mm. Yeah. They felt like that the cops couldn't do anything. Right. And you know what? For several years, that was the case. Right. Well, the cops weren't doing anything for for a long time, and as we know, the the cops and the feds have a lot of uh, data. They're they're running huge dragnet uh, information uh, operations where they literally are flying drones over a lot of these protests. They know a lot more than they let on. So I would say that you know the federal authorities, the surveillance grids know almost everything. So to see this kind of turn when they were previously cheered on by many establishment institutions for doing these actions, to see them now face the ramifications of them shows a kind of very interesting turn. I mean, there could be just not enough right-wingers for them to go after for the petty crimes, so they're like, okay, we got to do something now, and now they might be going after. Yeah, we got to do something to justify these overly huge budgets that we got, Uh, but um, it's going to be... I I need to read more into this. I I wonder if this is actually because the midterms are coming up, and the establishment Democrats know that this is a Mm, huge problem for them. I do think also, though, the courts have proven to be the front lines lately. And it's been pretty fascinating to watch justice mm-hmm. at work. You had, um, you know, the Charlottesville stuff came up and those white supremacist groups or whatever were fined like so much money, enough money to completely bankrupt them out of existence, which is but, kind of, you know. But then look. the And you had Rittenhouse. You, that was proper justice. The right. Smollett well, trial. The, the Charlottesville the thing is trial. interesting. Suing private citizens who have no money just doesn't do anything. No, I mean, that's not effective, right? I mean, right. it's not going to be effective for that, but it is, you know, an interesting thing to see that the courts right. are really on the front lines of this. If you look at the most, um, if the biggest stories that we've had lately, they've all been trials. It's all been like waiting for a verdict, you know? Yeah. And that's and been, that's been pretty wild. You know, the Supreme Court oral arguments have been heating up the whole situation with the abortion laws courts are the front lines they're the it's interesting too because once things hit the courts you know that's really where that's really where you're going to start to see what's going to happen like what the precedent is going to be what the law is going to be next year in june the uh, it's widely believed that the uh, supreme court's going to overturn roe v wade yeah and that was leftist activists there was one guy from i think from slate and he was like that's it it's done the supreme court will overturn roe v wade and everyone started freaking out and he's yeah. like no 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 it's a prediction not a statement of fact but it's probably true and uh even like nbc was saying this now well, i say this yeah. in the context of antifa what will how the far left will be able to rally mm-hmm. a lot of crazy young people around this should it happen But that will be bad for Democrats. Right. It will be bad for Democrats. The other thing that's bad for Democrats is that they had to base abortion rights on a Supreme Court decision and they could never actually pass it on a federal level. Mm -hmm. It's a state's rights issue. It's not elucidated in the Constitution. When you heard the oral arguments, I guess it was whenever it was last week. And Justice Thomas, who is so interesting whenever he talks, it's so interesting because he was, you know, he hardly ever says anything. Um, But he consistently was asking, what is the basis in the Constitution for abortion rights? Is it liberty? Is it this? And, you know... She's the uh, the woman... Um, I forgot her name. She, yeah. Counsel just kept being like... Well, she said... It's abortion, the for, abortion the 14th right. Amendment. Yeah, yeah. The 14th Amendment and it's a liberty issue. Right. 
But and uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's good enough. And I think that it's I think it's bad law because well, so why is it bad law? Because it's not actually a law. Like they didn't right, right, right. make yeah, a law. So it needs to go through Congress if they want a federal yes. abortion rights thing. They need to and, make an amendment and do it, and they can't. And that's what Kavanaugh said. Yes, he said, "Why is this going to the court, and not yes. through legislation?" That's exactly right. Well, here, here's what I see happening. I think Antifa will definitely use that this kind of stuff. Should they actually overturn Roe v. Wade, they're going to have a powerful media asset to rally a bunch of young, ignorant people and mm-hmm. people who are not all with it, if you know what I mean, into getting violent. Right. Because their agenda is burn it to the ground and then rebuild. But the establishment Democrat, their agenda is like win the moderates over in the midterms. You've got a flailing economy. You've got a, abysmal uh, job growth. You've got the Democrats trying to claim that Joe Biden's we're in the Biden boom period. I'm like, (laughs) you can only lie so much when people can't buy cereal anymore. And you're going to add to that the extremist crackpots going around smashing up windows and they know it. So I wonder if this is preemptive because they're like, if we don't start arresting these people, Mm -hmm. they're going to go nuts Mm -hmm. and it's going to be it's not going to be a red red wave, a red tsunami. It is going to be a red great flood. Build your ark (laughs) now. I'm looking into this and and these are not federal charges. It it looks like this was charges from the San Diego County District Attorney. San Diego is has a lot of right wingers in there. So it wouldn't surprise me if this was like a local effort to them for them to go after individuals that target other people and hurt them because they worked with other local police departments and it looks like they have a very solid case here um, as they also were able to get a whole bunch of uh, weapons drugs um, on some of the suspects that were arrested here i think it was eight suspects in total there were search warrants issued so this seems more like a local issue rather than a federal issue um so um i don't you know i, don't I think, think that also matters that's fine yeah why should it not be a local no issue? i'm not i'm yeah. not i'm not saying it matters i'm just saying yeah. that that it is a local issue it's not a federal issue yeah so but where california leads the rest of the country follows and i'm really optimistic that this precedent will kind of set the stage for some other cities to do the same thing do you think it will? I hope so. Did you know that um, no. uh, I, I learned this from uh, the redheaded libertarian, Josie, good friend of the show, that communists aren't considered people yes. for the, for, in, for the sake of human well. rights in the, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So this is really interesting, actually, because I, uh, it, it's fallen out of, I suppose, legal precedent. But apparently in the 1964 Civil Rights Act, it says this provision will not be construed as to provide, you know, like rights to communists or peop- or communist associated organizations or something like that. Antifa is quite literally rooted in Weimar Germany's communist mm-hmm. anti-fascist uh, action or whatever, which was literally communist organization. They use yeah. the same flag, same name. So I wonder if there is anything there we should be worried about or I don't know. I, I certainly don't like the idea of the government being like, we've deemed you a communist, therefore, because they could call anybody a communist. Yeah. They could well, claim and they anyone. have. Right. <laughs> yeah. That but happens. Antifa's literally a communist organization, and, you know, maybe the reason we won't actually see anything from that provision is because we don't care about it culturally, and because many of the people in federal law enforcement, I know this was state-level charges, but many high-ranking, you know, Democrats are also, you know, at the very least, socialist, have communist leanings, or are, or are unwilling to go after communists out of fear. Yeah. I think they are afraid. I think they're afraid to go after. You know, I mean, we see this at the post millennial all the time, right? Like these Antifa people are coming after us. They come after Andy all of the time. Um, and they have this weird, you know, this communist ideology and they don't, they don't really care about anything else. And they just use the fear tactics. You know, they say like, don't, 
fund this business. Don't put your ads on this business. Don't talk to this person because I'm telling you to. So trust me. And nobody ever looks into their background or looks into like, you know, the horrible things that they've done or what they're about. It's it's about time, you know, people started waking up to what these extremists do. They mm-hmm. lie, they cheat, they steal, and it's all for power. And a good example is what we mentioned earlier, that they're still backing Jesse Smollett even after he's been found guilty. Yeah. But let's talk about lawfare, because I am really excited to talk about this story. <laughs> From the Daily Dot, two journalists sue Andy No over his online use of their videos. They say No reposted their videos without permission, leading to online and physical attacks from his audience. I would, I would just like to point out, I do not believe going to a court and suing for damages and then being like, people were, 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 were threatening us online is any grounds for any complaint against Andy No because he had nothing to do with that. That's, right. that's immaterial. They say, Two journalists have filed a lawsuit against Andy No for copyright infringement. Journalists Grace Morgan and Melissa Claudio Lewis say that No downloaded and tweeted their videos without permission. Their suit seeks damages and a permanent injunction prohibiting No from posting their videos without express consent. Now, before I show you this, I would like I would like to make one definitive statement and prediction right now in the absolute. I welcome being wrong, but I will say it. Andy No will win. On summary judgment, he will then seek legal fees and he will win legal fees. This lawsuit is so laughably bad that I cannot believe they even wasted one red cent to Mm -hmm. file it. What Andy No is being accused of doing is so beyond fair use. I have to imagine the first thing the judge is going to say to the, the plaintiffs in this case is, are you sure about this? You're going to be billed by a lawyer for it. And then he might come after you. You know, Andy could file a claim for legal fees and he will be awarded them. This is beyond frivolous. Now, there are lawsuits where it's like, now that's questionable at best. Okay, so good friend of mine, Cassandra Fairbanks, she filed a lawsuit against some reporter because she claimed the OK hand sign was a white supremacy gesture. Mm -hmm. And Cassandra lost because it is very difficult to win these kinds of lawsuits. But let me show you here from the Daily Dot. Here are the tweets from Melissa Claudio Lewis. She was on the ground filming. She said cops are getting guardian angels to protect them. Here's one where she said Moltco tried to bust out but found their gate wasn't functional. They say when when no Andy No posted it, he wrote police observed the rioting Antifa from behind a gate in downtown Portland last night. And as you can see, Andy No did not in fact download this video. All he did was used Twitter's internal function to repost it in a tweet. And thus, you can see the woman's name, Melissa Claudio Lewis, and her video hosted on her Twitter account in Andy No's tweet. In another tweet, they say he similarly altered text. Altering text is, here's the funny thing. I just got it. If they're actually trying to make the case, but, 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 but Andy is being sued because he also altered the text. I'm like, that's in defense of Andy. Mm-hmm. Altering text for commentary or criticism mm-hmm. is transformative yes. and it's commentary and yes. criticism. Yeah. Exactly. Now, here's the best part. In the uh, in the next tweet they highlight, you can see that Andy No is literally reposting their video directly through Twitter's tweet function. He mm-hmm. did not download this video and re-upload it. You can see the win Grace Morgan's name in this. So let me make this very simple. 
Andy No retweeted people on Twitter taking publicly available videos, providing his own commentary on them for a newsworthy purpose. That's correct. It is it is it is like so laughably fair use yes. that he is going to win summary judgment. That means there will be no trial. The judge is going to read it and be like dismissed. Get out. And it's not like they turned off the retweet function or turned off comments or anything like that. I'm like, just mad that it was can Andy do who that. did it. They just don't like Andy. Uh-huh. And no. it's because Andy exposes them. You know, he exposes them so thoroughly. Um, yeah, and I think that he is so correct to be fundraising for his defense on this one. So Definitely. So is yeah. this a copyright complaint or harassment complaint? It's a or copyright. Both? Copyright. copyright. But he attributed, he, he put their name. Yeah. Yes. Attribution, name. Yeah. Attributions are relevant. Yeah. Um, I would like to reference the notorious case of Akila Hughes v. Carl Benjamin. Oh, yes. Carl Benjamin, aka Sargon of Akkad on YouTube, mm-hmm. uploaded raw clips from Akila Hughes's YouTube. And the only thing he did, he didn't, he, there's nothing in the videos. It's literally her raw clips from a longer video. And he titled it liberal, something like liberal sense of self-awareness. Right. She sued him. Sargon, Carl, very smart. He kept his mouth shut. And everyone asked him, and he says, I, look, I'm in a lawsuit. I can't speak about it. Right. Akila went on Twitter, talked her mouth off, gave press comments, said, here's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I'm going to sue him. I'm going to take everything. The judge in that case was like, are you sure you want to go forward with this? Because this is very clear-cut, fair use. Right. And Akila was like, he's infringing on my copyright. He didn't provide commentary or criticism. She had to change lawyers, and Carl kept his mouth shut. Carl won on summary judgment. Mm-hmm. He filed for legal fees, and he won again. If Andy No downloaded their videos, reposted them, mm-hmm. and then wrote LOL, that would be fair <laughs> use commentary. and he yes. would win. Yep. Yes. That's that that's it. Yeah. So what Andy No has done here is he didn't even download them. He just used Twitter's public functions mm-hmm. to retweet it. And all he did also was say, you know, and what happens is Antifa posts it and says, look at these horrible police. And Andy posts it and says, actually, there's another way to look at this situation. Right. Maybe take a look at it from this perspective. Can't handle it. You know, and yeah. there's more than one way to look at anything. This is a this is like a lawsuit about messaging. Oh, right. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Morgan told the Daily Dot that they're hoping to make it harder for Andy No to steal journalists content oh, and change the narrative of their reporting, something he has built his career off of. If you post newsworthy video to Twitter where it can be seen by the public, someone can retweet you. That's something you've you, you you've uh, acquiesced to. Now I will say, I will say for those that are wondering how do newswires work? One of the core uh, the core questions of fair use is if you are infringing upon their market. Now, this is important. If I post a video on Twitter, there is literally no defense. I mean, you can try and muster up one, but they're, they're going to be like, look, you posted the video to Twitter. It's publicly available. It can be shared and embedded. I don't know what you want us to do. Mm-hmm. But if I post maybe like 20 seconds and then I say to license the full video, go to my website and someone goes to my website, takes the full version and reposts it and says, well, I saw part of it on Twitter. Now right. you're actually infringing upon my market. That's different. So pub- pu- publishing something makes it now available to the public. It can be transformed. It can be commented on. To be fair, you it, 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 it quite literally is copyright infringement, but there is an exception to, you know, whether a judge will allow this. And it's quite quite clear what this is actually is, I think it's called ad terrorum. That's what they were, the, the judge called it in the Akilah Hughes case. These Antifa uh, uh, journalists are suing Andy No not because they think they'll win, 
they're trying to drain his resources yes. and force him into a fight. Now, well, and they want to force him off Twitter. I mean, it's so clear that they just want to force him off Twitter. Right. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, they don't want him to be able to do any reporting on them. And without Andy, I mean, Andy was at the forefront of this kind of reporting. Um, they tried yeah. beating him. They, they tried, tried bludgeoning him. him. It yes. didn't work. Yes. It didn't work. But uh, an important question here, Libby, maybe you would know this. Was he crossing state lines? Was he tweeting? <laughs> because, you know, that could be another reason to, to go after yeah, him. But the mainstream media is really, the, sorry, the corporate media really doesn't like that. Yeah, so. they, they really don't like when you... Uh, leave your home either so no oh, yeah they're against that <laughs> this what's, what's amazing is they're claiming that andy no <clears throat> violated copy dmcas mm-hmm. she's uh, lewis says if i had violated dmcas that many times my account would no longer exist why andy gets a permanent pass i can only guess it's because he's retweeting you and twitter yeah, oh allows God. it yes and when you complain <laughs> they take some of the videos down that's it well, it looks it doesn't look like a retweet. Is that actually a retweet? Yes. That format? Yeah. The, yeah. So it's slightly different. It's slightly different. What yeah. Andy did was he took the direct link to the video, and this is a core function of Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can if someone posts media, you can take their link from their Twitter and put it in a tweet and then write whatever you want, but you can see it's included her name in it. Yeah. This video is not being hosted by Andy Noe's account. And it's directly attributed. Right. Yeah. Right. And you click the one's name and it shows you their account where they've posted no, yeah. it. And it's, you can see what she said about it. Exactly. It is literally a retweet of her content. So does this function remove the other person's commentary? Or yes. Just, oh, okay. This, this is when, this, this is you retweeting the link to their media. Gotcha. As oh, opposed so to retweeting gotcha. the entirety of their tweet. Gotcha. So I say retweet because there's no real other word to describe what this is. Mm-hmm. Someone posts a video with their name on it. It produces a link on Twitter that you can then paste in your uh, tweet, which is hosted by their account, not yours. So you're basically embedding their video in your tweet. Right. I don't even, retweeting. I, I, I don't think embed is the right it's word. Not embedding. This video is, 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 I guess technically it's the case, but it's quite literally taking their tweet, their media and putting it in. Yeah, it uh, might be like different. Twitter has, uh, Twitter has an option when you, uh, whatever, let's call them tweeter for now. I, like I think that's more appropriate. When you, when you press on a video, it gives you the option to share it through multiple platforms or tweet the video, a right. part of your own tweet attributing the person who created the video. It's, it's, so it's, it's it's functionally retweeting. Yeah, you can embed if you go to publish.twitter.com. That lets you actually embed a tweet in another tweet, but that looks well. You can, that's called quoting. So, like like Luke said, you can just click the video and be like, share this video in a tweet. So Andy No isn't downloading or no. stealing anything. It's like here's a public video. Let me comment on it. Well, and, and they're like, plus out. He's really careful about that. 
You know, yeah. he wants to attribute. He wants to... And that's part of it, too. I mean, he wants to show who the people are who are out there making these videos and doing these actions. He doesn't want to hide that. He doesn't want to take credit for anybody else's work. So it's a Twitter feature. Right. Did he not retweet and just type a paragraph above their, their Twitter because this format looks better? I don't know I don't, why he did I don't this know. I no, mean, he just a, literally clicked a, on the video and cl- clicked tweet it's video. A, it's a better and then way when to you do, do that, it because you, so, you don't So, like, see. right now I have a video up, Ian, right? And I, I just pressed on it, <laughs> all right? And it came up, and it's tw- and, I, and I have an option here. I tweet video, and then it has the video here, and I just get to write the commentary underneath it. Nice. This segment so, should be called Teaching Ian How to yes. Use Twitter. <laughs> you <laughs> I also want to have a question. Hold on. I also want to stress, as it pertains to copyright law, you may disagree with this, but I can literally download... This woman's video, upload it to my own Twitter account and put H. Hey, here's okay. a video from Jesse Kelly. Just the letter H. From Andrew Pollock on Twitter. It's the exact same format. Mm-hmm. Jesse yep. Kelly. Should Andrew yep. Pollock sue Jesse Kelly? Probably not. No, he shouldn't. <laughs> it's clearly frivolous and you can see how, how they've, how they've, they've framed this. In the article from the Daily Dot, they're like, I'm getting harassed. I'm oh. getting threats because Andy is posting my videos. What they don't like is that when they publish this information, they want to control the narrative. They want to frame it as negatively as possible for the police and for the city. And Andy No can take the video, provide his own commentary, and that's quite literally, look, to say it's fair <laughs> use, it would be like, imagine there is a 20-foot tall giant with a big shirt that says fair use incarnate. That's yeah, what it is. That's, is, it, yeah. is it, there's, there's no question. Like, the judge is going to be like, I'm confused. This is fair use. And they're going to be like, but I'm getting harassed. And he's going to be like, I don't understand. What, Bummer. What? Sorry, <laughs> what are you talking right. about? <laughs> right. Also, online harassment. Who doesn't get online harassed? Doesn't I mean, every, doesn't that does. happen to everyone? Yeah, the definition who has changed. Cares? The yeah. definition of harassment has definitely changed. When we were do terms of service at Mines, mm. it's like, what, it's not the same as like harassment from the 80s. That right. was when someone was like banging on your window and That's yelling. That's t- totally different. This is like you wake up and somebody's like, you know, I hope you get killed. Mm. I woke up to this the other day. Actually, Andy was was like, uh, Libby, they're saying nasty things about you now. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> well, that's new. Thanks. That's great. Wonderful. You know, and this is why I think, you know, this is why it's important to support independent journalism. It's why it's important to support journalists like Andy or outlets like the Post Millennial because these people are coming after us. They're not coming after us for any reasonable reason. Mm-hmm. We're not doing anything wrong. They just don't like that we're actually reporting on their criminal activities. They don't want to be called out. They don't want anyone to look at their activities from the perspective of, you know, you guys are committing crimes. You are hurting other people, actually physically hurting other people. And now you're whining that somebody's saying something nasty about you on Twitter. You're out there injuring others. Let me, I'll say, I'll say this too. There are a bunch of uh, accounts that go into the members only section of TimCast.com and post those videos. And that is where they're arguably not in fair use territory. And the reason is, although they're providing commentary or criticism on our videos, there's this was where it gets a little bit murky. By publishing stuff that we have behind a paywall, it's arguably infringing upon our market by giving away our content for free. Mm-hmm. However, personally, I'm still fine with it. Right. Like when I see the leftists and they're like, Tim Pool and his members only said X or Y, I'm like, eh, you know, look, it's commentary. It's newsworthy. I don't like they're giving this stuff away for free, but it's kind of a preview. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to be bothered with dealing with it. And I honestly welcome the commentary and criticism. It's, well, it's and tough because I don't want them too. to. I mean, you like you buy a book and then you quote the book. Or a movie know? comes out and you show a clip from right. it sure. and yeah. talk about it. Fair use. I think that's fine. 
You know, the thing is, though, if you if there's like a movie and you take a clip from it on YouTube, they'll probably just knock you down anyway, even though it is fair use. And you mm. got to fight for it. Yeah. I played a small, like, even a second from the Matrix uh, trailer and automatically copyright strike. I'm like, what? Really? This is not crazy. a strike, From though. the trailer? Uh, flag. Uh, yeah, a flag. From the and, trailer? Yeah, from the trailer. But aren't is they, isn't that out there in order to... And it, wasn't even, it oh, wasn't yeah. even the trailer. It was just a few seconds as I was just, like, having it in the background going through the browser. Jeez, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Wow. Yeah. That happened crazy. to me with, yeah. uh, with Joe Rogan, actually, because I pulled up his YouTube video and was talking about the podcast without mm-hmm. playing it, and it automatically got flagged. Wow. And I had to be like, Joe, you know, it's not, like, can you get it off? And he was like, oh, sorry, man. But it was automatic. I've had it happen to me, right. too, where people are like, I've had um, angry leftists be like, Tim Pool copyright claimed my video, and I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, YouTube automatically does it, dude. And so then I've gone in and released it, be like, I don't want it, I don't care. <laughs> I don't Say whatever the hell you want. Thing. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's that's the thing, right? One of the problems that the, the the whatever the freedom faction, I guess, the libertarian little L has, is that we're willing to be like, well, they're allowed to use our content to criticize us, and then they will they will sue you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 look, man. Uh, the sad reality is that uh, uh, cheaters win. Yeah. Cheaters cheaters win. Not always. Yeah, they get not, Most of no, them no, no. get caught eventually. That, that's not true. You think know. they get caught because some get caught, but you'd be surprised how many people are, are playing shady games. Look, everybody lies on the resume. Really? Really? I, I yeah. was actually I encouraged to. Oh, I said, I'm being think? hyperbolic. Okay. Wait, are you, I, you I seriously think to. people don't lie on their resumes? As an actor, when I went to LA, they were like, okay, this is the way it works in LA. You're not in the union. You're not SAG. But if you want to be SAG, put SAG, put that your SAG on your resume. And then when they what? see it, they'll think you're already in the union. They'll hire you. <laughs> and then when they realize <laughs> you're not in the union, be. they'll just put you in the union. <laughs> And that's what they did. Wow. They hired me for a commercial, and then they just were like, well, all right, just give him his union card. That's wild. Yeah, most people lie on their resumes. Fake it till you make it. That's that's like a fairly common thing. I've never lied on like a job, other, like a non-acting resume, but I was encouraged to by my (laughs) agent, and it worked. It was crazy. I'm actually a really poor liar. I'm just, I'm just bad at it. I felt really weird about it. Antifa has has a penchant for lying. They're really good. Like there's that video where Jack Posobiec got punched. Yeah. And the cops literally watch it, and the woman goes, I didn't see anything. Mm. I didn't see anything. And it's like, lady, the cops witnessed it. Shut your mouth. Yeah. But they just, they just lie. I mean, she wasn't a good liar, to be honest. But hey, Jussie Smollett, that dude. That's intense lying. Yeah. yeah. I think you should get an Oscar. Wow. I think so too. I, I think should get an Oscar for that. Should, just we, like Simone Biles got yes. the athlete of the year, even though she like right. pulled out of all the competitions. But you know how they do, uh, like the Academy Award, uh, like actors will make a pitch video to mm. like try, like this, that's what they do, right, Ian? Like they'll yeah. have like, like the the actors will make like a video campaigning to win. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah like to win an Emmy or something. We should make a, a, an Emmy Oscar campaign for Jesse Smollett. Oh my goodness, this is a really good idea. Yeah, and, and you know what? He could use our support. <laughs> he can. He can. <laughs> we'll have like slow motion scenes, and it'll right. be like for your consideration, Jesse right. Smollett, and then it shows him crying. He's like, I fought back. I thought we got to use some of the Jim Cramer saying the economy's doing great, better than ever. (laughs) Don Lemon singing the praises of Biden, saying gas is down five cents. I'm writing this down. The fake. We need need our own awards, right? And Chris Cuomo saying that he treats stories about his brother the same as anything else. (laughs) The top. We we also need like a top globalist award. (laughs) Who's going to get the most? uh, Most. uh, And it's always it's always Klaus. Klaus. Andrew Cuomo. No, no, it's always just. 
He won an Emmy? Who was it that won an Emmy? Was that Andrew Cuomo? Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, you gotta get that in there. He had to give it back, though. For your consideration. He had to give it back. The fake news Emmys. He had a huge book deal, too. It's crazy. And Chris Cuomo's, Chris Cuomo's book deal is scrapped, too. Andrew Cuomo just like single-handedly ruined that entire family. The whole dynasty. Really? You know, I mean, I guess he did get the Tappanzi Bridge renamed after his dad. Yeah. But I mean, it really That's should it. just be That's the Tappan Zee Bridge. What's like, it called now? The Mario Cuomo Bridge. Oh, yeah. gross. The yeah. Tappan Zee Bridge is classic. It's in really rosy. You know, I can tap you know, across the Tappan Zee. You know, the yeah. Sphinx in Egypt, that was mm-hmm. by one of the pharaoh's kids, apparently. took. It used to be a lion, a giant mm-hmm. lion statue. And he, he carved the face, had the face of it carved out to be his father's face. Mm-hmm. And they hated it so much that he had disfigured this beautiful lion statue wow. that they destroyed the nose. In, is that what happened? And that's kind of the story is... That's that, what I've read. Bro, that's a I was great watching story. I was watching Joe Rogan. Oh. And there was a guy who said that there used to be water there. Yeah. There was like water damage on the Sphinx. Like an east to west that's river. Cool. Like the largest yeah. river on earth ran east to west across Whoa, the Sahara. That's crazy. That's what ocean sand. And they yeah, said that means the Sphinx is older than we realize. Yeah. Yep. That was a crazy episode. So that was cool. so cool. When humans and lions. And now we're totally derailed. What yeah, we're a little talking bit. About we're talking about Julian yeah. Assange. We're talking about Julian Assange. No, we were Yes, we were. renaming the bridge after his right. father and then how they def- the Egyptians were so angry that he did that. They defaced it. I think, I think, um, I'm, I, did, I did write this down. I think we should put together a, a fake news Emmys. Absolutely. And we should have Ooh. like Jim Cramer saying the economy is doing well. Uh, you know, Joe Biden saying no mandates, you know, that kind of thing. Jesse Smollett crying on TV. Mm-hmm. I think Jesse's going to take it, man. Because you got to – let's be real, all right? We offer I'll, a I'll prize. Just... We offer a prize reward, and he'll definitely have to <laughs> come. Totally I it. will yeah. quite literally put a – get a big $1,000 check. Let's do it. And literally offer it to them and yeah. give them the you check. You mean like a, give them like money. a giant one, like on Happy Gilmore. Like right. yeah. And they stand <laughs> holding up the fake news <laughs> Emmy Award and take a picture with it, and they they will get a check for a 1000 bucks. They to just, they for just, themselves or to the charity of their choice? To them. They can <laughs> literally – I will literally Justice give them a 1000 bucks as a prize for winning, but they got to take a picture holding up the big check saying fake news Emmys, right? and then we'll do a video and we'll celebrate it. Amazing. I, they won't accept the money. Nobody would. I think that's really funny. But look, look, look politics aside – we all need to recognize Jussie Smollett is one of the greatest actors of this or any generation. Oh, God. Dr. Fauci, uh, I think, is in also the consideration <laughs> as well for uh, the huge lies that he's been the, telling. The crazy no. thing about Smollett, too, is like he went out there and he lied in order to elevate his status as a victim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to claim that and, and in order to, like, show how white supremacists the the American society is and he hired two black guys <laughs> Amazing. to beat him up and then he claimed that those black guys were homophobic yeah. even though one of them he was like fooling around with banging. or whatever yeah. yep. it's like really you're th- first of all that's how you treat wow. your friends <laughs> that's how you your treat lovers. someone that you're yes. like Jeez. really into apparently like come on that's what happens in Hollywood. And it's then everyone's still standing by him, and it's like, really? Because Smollett would not stand by you. He, threw, he throws his boys under the bus. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. He, he can lie. He's, he's got great, it. yeah. It's impressive. It's, it's, him and Fauci, I say. Well, and in, in, in in fact, how much I people be... are backing him still. Well, like, because his talent. still backing him. I, I have to imagine that right now in Hollywood, they're like, man, I can't believe Jesse did that. But the boy can't act. He can't. Well, <laughs> doesn't he have, he has a film out, like some B-boy type Does he of, really? Yeah, or he was like working on it. He was writing a screenplay during this whole period of time and he couldn't get any work. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Poor Jesse. No, I, I mean this sincerely. I, kinda, I mean, I, you got to do something. You know, yeah. I mean, at least be productive. <laughs> but I yeah. do mean this sincerely. I really do think Jesse Smollett is talented. Yeah, and yeah. I, I genuinely believe yeah. that. You know, when he went on TV and he kept a straight face and the way mm-hmm. he lied and the way he played everybody, the dude really can act. And you got to understand that a lot of these actors, when they're on movie sets, they have, you know, cut, try again, cut, try again. Hey, try it like this. For Jesse to One be sitting on the take. hot seat on GMA. And go through that interview and nail the crying and everything. <laughs> I genuinely be- like th- this, this guy. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, he's got some theater experience. Yes. He definitely is good, good at what he does. Yeah. He, he's he's a, just a scumbag. Yeah, he, no, <laughs> right. he's a great sociopath. Well, <laughs> pretty, and I guess, awesome. you know, to a certain extent, he wrote a great script. Like, this should be the script. This right. is the story. Nobody cares what he thinks about anything else. Like, this is the story. And he could play himself. Yeah, absolutely. Or he should play one of the Osindarians. Yeah, that'd be better. <laughs> that would be better. Yeah. Get somebody else to play. Hillary Clinton should also be in the running. She just came out and started that crying after amazing. talking, yeah. after reciting her, uh, oh, uh, like, her speech if she would have won like, the presidency. How do you do that? Like, if that were me and, and she's I had, selling that. and I had so publicly been humiliated like that, I would never, first of all, I would never go back and read the speech, but I would never publicly be like, it. My goodness, to go out there and oh, and show everybody. No, no, no. Your she, she's now failure. shilling a and course where she's getting, charging people know, money. <laughs> but everyone's should. still backing yeah. her. We should <laughs> also how much Clinton was on the Epstein plane. Uh, I would yeah. have trouble I'd just like facing society. I would be like, and I'm over here in Chappaqua. Yeah, we're gonna have a tea. Real quiet. When we do the uh, when we do the Hillary Clinton for your consideration for the fake news Emmys, we can do one of two things. One. Where she's like, I'm now going to read you my speech where I have to won the presidency. And then she like briefly turns into a lizard, (laughs) puts eye drops in gigantic lizard eyes, and then changes back and goes, or, or she could be a robot. And she's sitting there going, engage, crying sequence, and then water just sprays out of her eyes. (laughs) Violently. Like an anime character. (laughs) It was watching her. Cry. I'll do air quotes here. Ugh. I was just like, wow, does she think that like, pe- I wonder if she actually can cry. I wonder if she's like hardcore know. sociopath and she can't lie. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, from my own personal perspective and opinion, I mean, what else do you need to know about a career politician that literally has celebrated the brutal torture and death of uh, Muammar Gaddafi? Uh, she literally what was like... What did she like, say? She was like, we came, we saw, he died. died. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and the videos of what happened to Gaddafi were absolutely horrific. Do you I know mean, when I was a kid, I lived in uh, I lived in Hanover, Massachusetts, and for the Fourth of July one year, I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade. 
there was a bonfire with an effigy of Muammar Gaddafi oh burned at the stake, and everyone cheered. And I was like, yay. Wow. And also, people used to make fun of me. Like, all the kids would make fun of me. They'd be like, oh, Libby, is Gaddafi your uncle? <laughs> like, Hillary, oh, my Hillary. God. You are literally the stupidest people <laughs> in all the suburbs. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Hillary Clinton seems to me like the kind of person where, like, she's smoking a cigarette. And she'll, like, walk past, like, a little kid. And then just, like, put the cigarette out on the kid's head and flick it. And <laughs> <keep walking. laughs> she is definitely the kind of person to just <laughs> pop your balloon just because she can. Yeah. 100%. Accidentally jostle it your ice cream. Even. Yeah, a little bit. Well, like, yeah. you, you remember that story that that, that uh, um, former, I think it was an Air Force guy, or was it a, a, a Secret Service guy, wrote a book? Was, yeah. And he said that he there was a, there was like, they were on a plane, and there were Air Force, like, officers who were on this plane transporting Hillary. And she holds up her empty wine glass and goes, <clears throat> Oh my. And then gosh. like these guys are like, yo, I am like an Joking. officer in the Air Force. I'm not here to pour you wine. And she just kept going, <clears throat> like, wow. Your cough drop? <laughs> yes. Are you coughing, ma'am? Yeah. Have, if yeah. you'd like to get up and grab your own drink, you might as well. Maybe that'll clear your throat. By all means. Yeah. Get it yourself. Yeah. There's that's a like, lot of That's like I say to my game. kid, you know, he'll be like, mom. Can I have some more juice? And I'll be like, yeah. By you know right where that is. Take it away. It's right over there. There's, There's cups and everything. Yeah, you even my, know my, where those are. My parents would be like, I don't know. Can you? Right. Like, oh, and I'd be like, uh, like, are you asking for permission? Because if right. you want it, you can go and do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> There's so many stories of these like snobby elitists treating people absolutely horribly. I remember talking to one of <laughs> Wait, those. Can we just pause for a second? Yeah. The snobby elitists are treating people badly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. who would have thought? I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't How could that be? That, but Did I remember. I, I remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I have a hunch. Uh, just a little bit there. But I remember even uh, talking to one of the staff members that was uh, helping out the Bilderberg group, and they were serving the Bilderberg members, and they were told specifically, "Don't look them in the eye. Don't start conversations. Don't talk to them. Uh, look down and make sure that all their needs are served whenever they uh, might even have a need." Mm. Or you might think Jeez. they might have a need. Yeah. So it's like it, on faulty towers, don't yeah. talk about the war. Yeah. And and they literally can't even look people in the eyes mm. as they're serving them. And they're Jeez. supposed to look down the whole time and it's just utterly ridiculous. There's it's kind of weird with that kind of elitism now because you'll go places and the staff is all masked up. And yeah, you don't is. have to. Yeah. And it's And Nancy gross. Pelosi doesn't have to. She's no. she's like very in, happy. Uh, uh, no. But Someone she's fined uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene like a whole ton of money for not masking and she doesn't do it herself. Someone pointed out that in uh, the Hunger Games that there was a like the, the, the capital city had servants who had their tongues cut out and yes. had to wear masks or something. I forgot what they were called. Do you guys remember what they were um, called? I forget, but they did they just had their tongues cut out. They didn't have to wear masks. Oh, okay. Were, uh, uh, something no, I'm pretty box. sure there was there was an, an image of them like wearing masks. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, people in comment and, and chat can 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 get us on that one. But is it any surprise to you that this is what humans do? You know what I mean? Avoid eye contact because I, 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 when you make eye contact with someone, you're stealing their energy and you're changing the way their brain works. So these, but these just, people don't want to no, be tainted. There's no joy in treating people badly, you know? For some I mean, people, there is. There's, it's like, I, I found this too, you know, during the pandemic, but even before, like if I'm going to go into a place, if I'm going to, I don't know, buy something from a person or order something, we're both experiencing this moment of life together. Like, let's just have it not suck. Yeah. You know, let me acknowledge you. You can acknowledge me. We're here we together. Yeah. There's no issue. I was in a restaurant on my birthday. I took my son out for like 
seafood feast basically for right. my birthday, which oh, is my fun. favorite thing. And the waitress, and this was down the shore in Jersey, uh, we were like, hi, you know, how is it going? You know, whatever, order our food. And at the end of the meal, she was like, I just want to thank you guys for being so nice. And we were like, uh... What do, you, what do you mean? And she was saying that people come in there, they don't look at her, they're gruff, they just complain oh. at her, they tip her poorly, like all Jeez. of the mean things. And I was like, but you're here at this restaurant, you you just brought me a meal. That is so nice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's so that. wonderful that I could come here and order a meal and you would bring it to me. That's Great. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, it's amazing. Really. When you I go, out, what a thing. When I got to eat, I'm, I'm a bit of a commie and I always tip ridiculous, ridiculously yeah, high amounts. Sure. But I figured out a way to exploit Luke's and cap side. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm on, the, I'm, I'm like lib left when I'm tipping. I'm like, I'm going to give this waiter a hundred dollar tip. And then I'm like, now how do I convince Luke who's, who's lib right? So I make it a competition. Yeah. And I'm like, well, look, I'm going to get the better service. Luke, can you hand out? Luke's like, I'll tip better. And then Luke ends up tipping really I'm well. I'm pretty sure I started the last competition. You started the first. One. The I first tricked, one, the first Luke. one was pretty hardcore, uh, and I was like, "All right, we can play." But but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's it's all in a good service since the people actually well, serving us do get uh, you know a lot of support. Check it out. I got this story here from TimCast.com. Inflation soars to nearly forty year high. Um, I just want to. I want you guys to understand the consumer price index rose six point eight percent in November. That means. From November of last year till this November, if you did not get at least a 7% raise, a 6.8% raise, then you are losing money. So I would like to stress, people will forget your words, people will forget your accomplishments, but people will never forget you voted for Joe Biden because this is part of the reason why we have this. Shout it out to the best political shirts.com. But I genuinely mean it. I mean, a lot of people who voted for Joe Biden, this is what you get. Now, I think we all know that inflation has been really, really bad. We don't need like the latest metric to make us understand this. What I really want to get at as we're ragging on the snobby elites is this article, which this one lit a flame in me from The Intercept. Inflation is good for you. Don't panic over milk prices. Inflation is bad for the 1%, but helps out almost everyone else. That is, this is a funded shill controlled opposition garbage media outlet lying to people let me just explain to all of you inflation does nothing to the one percent in fact it helps them one thing he points out in this article that is true is that debt becomes worth less as the dollar becomes worth less Mm -hmm. if i owe someone ten dollars but then ten dollars can't buy you anything anymore i basically don't owe somebody any money right and he argues that's good for poor people because poor people hold all the debt the problem is they still have the debt. Now they can't afford to buy food either. So maybe they'll get lucky and eventually their wages will go up and then they can pay off their debt. But let me make one thing clear. If you got $50,000 in debt and that debt gets devalued because of inflation and you make 15 bucks an hour, your 15 bucks an hour is devalued because of inflation too. Yep. And you still can't pay it off your debt. Matter. And now you can't buy food. But a rich person can take their money as soon as they get it, invest it in stocks and assets, which will go up in value during inflation. And they'll say, has no effect on me. And I tell you this, rich people, they go to the store, they don't know or care about the price of milk. The intercept and these far left establishment crackpots are manipulating poor people so they can keep their crackpot Biden in power. And this one pisses me off. Yeah, because it actually hurts people 
tremendously. It hurts the weakest. It hurts mm-hmm. the poorest people in our society, and it takes advantage of them in such an unfair freaking way where the Federal Reserve is literally printing money, giving it to their friends yeah. in Wall Street, and everyone else is finding it harder and harder to make ends meet. And why is that? Well... Well, it's not because of a political party. It's because of the financial system being literally a Ponzi scheme that everyone's going through. And this is not just the intercept. This has been a coordinated effort through a lot of corporate media organizations yeah, that have been repeating the same lines. Inflation's great. CNN had a similar headline. CNN just had Don Lemon on singing the praises of the president of the United States saying, can you believe it so? Ah, five cents less for gas. Absolutely insane oh rhetoric. Look, look at this it celebration, is. victory in poor people becoming poorer and the rich people becoming more powerful than they ever have been through the largest transfer of wealth in recorded human history that we're going through right now. And it's sickening to see happen right in front of our eyes. And then the corporate media lie to the people saying it's not even happening. You're, you're, you're better off. No, you're not. So, this is the no, dirty, not. dirty game. So, this makes me. This is, this is, this is, this makes me angrier than I've been for a lot of issues. You know, uh, granted, I'm not nearly as mad as when the FBI raided James O'Keefe. That was clearly <laughs> yeah. infuriating for me. Yeah. But to see all of these massive multinational billion dollar corporations trying to convince poor people that they are gutting your savings, your life, your ability to buy food, everything you work for, for your family, for your kids, trying to build a better life. They're stripping that away. They are gutting you. You are being screwed over by the elites. And then what do they do? They have the intercept progressives and CNN tell you it's a good thing it's happening. These poor people who get stuck in this and believe this trash. That's what I want. I don't want any power over any of you. I don't want any money from you. I want you to know that you have agency, that you should keep the money you earn, that you have a right to control your labor, and that these big com- these, these media companies are lying to you so that the Amazons, the Walmarts, these, billion do- these, these billionaires are stripping away your value while their cronies in the Federal Reserve and the government are printing away money and screwing every one of us. And you know who says this? Steve Bannon says this. They call him far right. We have more in common with left populists than we do with the establishment. The problem is people watch too much CNN and believe this crap. If you are, look, if you are on on the left, if you're progressive or you know someone who is, please explain to them that CNN is a trash rag that is lying about everything. We're being, we're being ripped off by the entirety of the establishment. Well, but, and then what they do too is then the federal government wants to give everybody a lot of money, right? They want to not only, not only they're jacking up the prices and everything, they want to divide Americans from their basic ability to earn a living on their own. So they want to feed everybody money. They want to feed everybody all of these services so that then Americans are just entirely reliant on the federal government and don't have the ability to, uh, you know, earn their own bread. Take care of their own families. You guys. You know, and then we're going to be, then we're afraid to speak up. Why would we, how could we possibly speak up against something that's so big and has so much control over our lives at that point? They control, you know, they control healthcare. They control our income. They control our families. It, that's what all of these programs are about. That's what these vast social engineering programs are about, where it's like, let's give everybody some free money. It's not free money. It's control money. It's money to, to take your liberty away from you. You guys sound like uh, crazy conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I believe uh, Jim Cramer of CNBC, who just said <laughs> that to- today we have the strongest economy, perhaps 
that I've ever seen. So yes, that's literally what he said today. I don't know if you guys saw, but the Democrats were tweeting about all of the jobs that Joe Biden has created. And I really hope that all the rest of you guys saw this chart that they put out showing the gas prices are coming down. Well, if you look closely, it's zoomed in so tight to the cents on the dollar. It goes from like 338 <laughs> to 336. And they're like, Oh my gosh, the gas prices right. are coming down. And it's like, you guys are joking right yes seriously <laughs> joe biden is not creating jobs he's allowing people to go back to work because he's I'd, I'd, I'd like I'd, right i'd like you all to see this a generous, yes. a generous um, god yeah, yeah, this, that yeah, take like a look at this <laughs> this is the democrats on twitter welcome to the biden boom got ratioed and it says jobs created in the first 10 months of presidency uh under uh under the uh under biden the economy has outperformed the past four republican president's job growth numbers the funny thing about this is they, they they're it's just if you fall for this stuff first, <laughs> it would be important to compare Biden to Obama. Oh, that would make Obama look bad. Yeah. And then on that uh. and uh, and Clinton. No, it's just the Republicans. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't mention that the job growth under Biden is actually stagnant. And what happened was there was a major collapse when Democrat governors locked down their states mm-hmm. and then it bounced back only a certain amount and has struggled to recover since then. But of course, if you take away 6 million jobs and then snap your fingers and say you can work again and you get 5.8 million jobs, then all of a sudden they're like, look how many jobs you made. These people are evil, man. I don't like Mitch McConnell. I don't like Lindsey Graham. I don't like Kevin McCarthy. I don't like the established Republicans. Their whole plan is obstruction and do nothing. And you elect these people again and they will do nothing. We need to primary them. I don't, I, and, and look, this is why I cheered when AOC beat, beat Crowley in New York because screw the establishment Democrats. I'll take whoever I can get the problem. I think AOC is still just another establishment Democrat, but she's wearing a Bernie mask. That being said, primary all of them. Mm. I donated to a progressive leftist who was trying to primary Nancy Pelosi because I would rather someone be in office saying I have bad policy ideas, but I recognize these huge list of problems and be like, I can agree with that and we can work. We can work on something. But when you have the Biden administration, the establishment Democrats, the Hillary Clintons, I came, we saw he died and their whole plan as well. If we blow up more kids in a foreign country, maybe that'll be good for the economy. Then we'll claim to have some kind of win. And they gaff with Afghanistan. We have a real opportunity to that war they just burn it to the ground they destroyed it i would rather have some some crackpot lefty who's like i just want americans to have health care and then i can be like that's a bad plan for health care but at least we agree we're not going to spend our money on blowing up kids well and it's so interesting too that now they're laying the groundwork for having like a whole ukraine thing it's like they can't exist without having some war to go fight but they're not going to go against China. Mm. China's their business no. partner. No, and we saw that already. You know, we should have been standing up for Hong Kong. And we obviously we should have been standing up for Hong Kong and we just let them get totally destroyed. That was a that was a relatively free place, you know, and we just let them we just let those protesters be imprisoned. Mm-hmm. Uh we let the the pro democracy movement die. We and we did that because we're just shilling for China. It's so stupid. Like these activists were out there with their lives fighting for democracy in Hong Kong, fighting for free speech, you know, working on that so hard. And we just let them down. And in letting down Hong Kong, I do feel like we let down this democracy project. And now you hear the administration, Saki, you know, coming out there talking about the importance of democracy globally. And it's just such an obvious garbage thing they don't believe it at all they just don't even believe it if they believed it we would have stood up for hong kong yeah i remember being in hong kong during the uprisings and the protests Mm -hmm. there and they were absolutely intense and there was a warning um i remember spray painted saying 
uh, you know, this happened here, but it's going to happen everywhere soon. And it's only a matter of time. But it, they said it more eloquently. I forgot mm-hmm. the exact phrasing of it. But uh, to your point, Tim, I definitely agree with you. Mandatory term limits, put new people in there, let them give a give a try. Kick them out. Kick all the people out to prevent all the corruption. I don't There's know. There's a lot of corruption. I, I think term limits could possibly result in shadow organizers. Mm, and so yeah. there's challenges there. There's already plus, a lot of shadows. Yeah. There, it's true. It's <laughs> yeah. true. But why should we tell Ron Paul he can't run anymore because we're upset that Nancy Pelosi is running too? You know what I mean? It's like, One in a million. you know, I suppose it's dope. it goes either way, right? You Term limits get rid of the bad, but they could also get rid of the good. The way I see it is that they're all uh, criminals. Some criminals are better because they have more experience. <laughs> so let, let in... Let in the new criminals, whenever you have someone stealing money and then, and then using it for their own purposes, I have my own definitions and my own understanding of it, but you either have expert criminals or you have rookie criminals. I'd rather deal with rookie criminals that don't know what they're doing, that aren't intertwined with the system as much as the people who are definitely intertwined like Nancy Pelosi. I think it's crazy that, uh, we're supposed to say Dr. Jill Biden, mm. but we're not supposed to say Dr. Rand Paul. Right, 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 right. She's totally a fake doctor. She's a fake doctor. What's we got to we got to talk doctor. about one of the most important people in the world, my friends. This is from TimCast.com. Court rules Julian Assange can be extradited, overturning previous ruling. The final decision to extradite falls to UK Home Security Pretty Patel. The report says England's high court said WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange could be extradited to the United States to face espionage charges. And I love how when you watch the shill establishment Democrat media, they're like, oh, he was hacking and the case is solid in Morning Joe spewing word vomit about complete bullish. That's not true. Here's the reality. Julian Assange is one of the most important journalists of this or any generation. He exposed malfeasance for, 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 I mean, his, his entire career, ranging from malfeasance in sub-Saharan African nations all the way to the Democratic uh, National Committee. For this, the establishment seeks to destroy his life, and they've locked him up now for, what, over a decade? How long, how long has it been? Jeez. Um, his first arrest was 10 years ago, ten, I believe. 10 years. Yep. No, 11 years. Excuse me. 11 oh years since his arrest in the United Kingdom. It is it is overt and in our faces what the scumbags who who believe they have moral authority over you and who control these systems do with people like Julian Assange, who has done nothing wrong. He's been accused of, of completely BS charges, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. But let's talk about something very, very important. Julian Assange exposes corruption. Jeffrey Epstein was engaged in some of the most disgusting and psychotic corruption and atrocities we've seen. And who gets to go free and sit? Where, where, where was he at Queen Elizabeth's cottage? He was, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Lunch, yeah. You, you know what's really funny is that they say that there's a conspiracy about creepy elitists and what they want to do and all that stuff. And it's really funny when when the Maxwell trial ends with only a few witnesses in a few weeks. Epstein gets away with what, everything he's doing for two decades. And Julian Assange, who's like, here's, here's evidence of malfeasance. They're like, mm-hmm. destroy his life. End him. It's obvious. Yeah, this is a huge, huge injustice and has major ramifications for not just free fr- the free press in the United States, but for the world. Yeah. Julian Assange is not an American citizen. For him to be ruled to be extradited to the United States to face charges because he embarrassed the deep state, because he embarrassed the Pentagon and the, the intelligence agencies of this country by showing the country what they were actually doing and not falling for their lies. It's just absolutely insane. Julian Assange oh, what should up? be immediately pardoned. Oh, my. And, uh, what is this? Like we have a guest. special hey, guest yeah. here. Don't, don't bump well. the camera. Don't bump the camera. 
Okay. Uh, Come on in, homie. Does somebody, somebody want to... I got to turn uh, on you the camera. Hi, guys. <laughs> 20 minutes? 20 minutes? What up, wow. sexy? Uh, everyone's probably like, wait, what's going on? Jack Pesoba. You got to see this guy's suit. <laughs> what's happening? He's wearing a nice, fine oh, suit. Oh, I wear a nice suit. We're talking about hey, Julian Assange. I going? just heard. Oh, I've been listening. I, I heard that you were talking about China, and I was sitting in Washington, D.C., and I've said, I've got to go. <laughs> I've got to go, and now I'm here. Now I'm here. Good. Tell us about no, it. No, here I am. So no, Hong no. Kong. When you were talking about yeah. Hong Kong, and, uh-huh. and and thank you so much for being here, Libby. We we love Libby. So, don't we all love Libby? <laughs> nice it's to see you, Jack. It's been person. a minute. It has been a minute, really. Yeah. No, when when we did not support Hong Kong, when we passed them over, when we said, even going back into the 1990s, remember, this was the original sense of it, right? Mm-hmm. They said, if we turn Hong Kong over... Then Hong Kong's capitalist and liberal system will be passed on and these ideals of freedom will be go, will go into China. China will become democratic. The CCP will disintegrate. It'll be amazing. And uh, Gordon Chang wrote his book, The Collapse of the CCP. Right. And it's, it's coming. It's going to be so great. And you look at everything, everything that Luke talks about, everything that Tim talks about, everyone talks about. Yeah, we did open up that that pathway but it wasn't a one-way street it turned out it was a two-way street Mm -hmm. and so we tried to send freedom in it didn't take but what did they send our way communism communism (laughs) authoritarianism totalitarianism and we didn't support them and i just i had to come in and say it i just i'm sorry i had to just come in and say it i've been sitting outside all day actually oh really yes i have yeah did you meet my son downstairs no, I met your son last year. I know, but is he downstairs? No, no, I didn't see him at all. There was some guy running and screaming about some chickens earlier. I don't know <laughs> oh if that was possibly... Oh, my God. Should I be terrified right now? <laughs> not a, not, well, I mean, if you, it depends how much you like chickens. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're a fan of the chickens. We're a fan of the chickens. Talking about Assange and, and the way... I don't know if you heard this last part. We were just talking about Assange. Yeah, I saw that. I saw, well, I saw that he might be extradited. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Is it a might? It's a might? I thought it was ruled that he was. So the appeal was ruled on, but there's still one... One last uh, decision, I believe, at a secretarial level um, on whether or not he'll be brought back to the United States for the crime of embarrassing the regime. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's like the, that's that's what it should is say. Is the democratic the justice of American goodness like this this veneer, this like illusion? And then what's really happening is the most corrupt Epstein like child trafficking thing, and it's. This is our government is it's that. And so that's why they're going. Well, the only question you have to ask about Ghislaine Maxwell is why was it that why is it the oldest prosecutor that SDNY assigned to that case is 37 years old? The other person they add. Oh, you got the chart. The other person they add on is James Comey's daughter. Right. Then that's not an investigation. That's a cover up. They're sitting there. These are the worst. This is the worst prosecution I've seen. You know that she actually might get acquitted. She actually might get acquitted because they're not introducing evidence of specific crimes that she committed in terms of sex trafficking. Look, I set through the Manafort trial. I remember here are the documents. Here are the bank records. Here are the transfers. Here are the emails, right? I know what it looks like. Look, look at how, here, this is all you have to do. This is all you have to say. Put, take the two stories. Look at how the government's going after Julian Assange and look at how light they are against Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, that's, ex- that's all you exactly what I was saying. And, and not I, only that, but they have thousands of photos, thousands of videotapes 20, that should have been entered into evidence. 20,000. Yep. I got to pull up this meme. Oh, um, yeah. So I initially discovered this thanks to Seamus of Freedom Tunes because he made a very hilarious video about left-wing memes and he, and he talked about this. But there was something I discovered that was really funny. So this woman, this is Abby Richards, and um, she, 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 she's a mis- and disinformation researcher. This is fantastic. So she has this tweet where she said, conspiracy theories are everywhere, and people don't understand how harmful they are. 
I made the conspiracy chart over a year ago. Here's the updated version. And so it's actually quite silly. She says speculation line clear. Uh, here's one that says like grounded in reality. And it's like Watergate, MK Ultra. Then it says we have some questions and Iran Contra is in there. And a lot of people are like, we don't what? have like we know that happened. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, that's a historical event. Yeah, what that, was, that was an real. actual government conspiracy? Yes. Here's, yes. Here, here's it the, certainly the, was. Here's the best part, though. Right? I, I want to <laughs> show you the best part. I remember part. Ali North testifying. So let me let me. This is the the old uh, um, the old version she made last year. I was gonna say, do you have the one from last year? I have because the one from last year. There's Hold, a reason wait. she had to update. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, let yeah. me just show you. I want to show you. I wonder what that is. There were a few things. Well, hold on. Let me. We'll go through all of it. Speaking of China, but let me show you. Let me show you the most. My favorite one is this. The, the top of the pyramid, it says, world ruled by supreme shadow elites. Once you believe one, you usually believe most. Get help. She calls all of these, these theories anti-Semitic. Wow. And I noticed one funny one in there when I was reading this. And it says, Bill Gates microchipping. And that is in the detached from reality anti-Semitic section. She had to change it because apparently she discovered how to use Google and found this, this story from the National Post. Bill Gates funds birth control microchip that lasts 16 years inside the body and can be turned on or off with remote control. Oh, wait, yeah. That's not a conspiracy that. theory. That's, there was that's one, real. There was another one that she had last year. This is the one from this year, right? But cultural Marxism is up there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so the one that, right, no, wait, scroll, but go back oh. into science denial. This is the one from last year. Zoom in right below where it says 5G. Look what it says was a conspiracy theory. Oh, that's COVID-19 right. COVID made in lab. I love that one Funny so how much. that one had to get taken off this year. I wonder what could have happened. Could have been something <laughs> Soy Boys? Paul. Soy Boys? Soy Boys are in there? Soy Boys is not a conspiracy. They're a fact. Dude, I like that. <laughs> Alien abductions is less of a conspiracy theory than COVID. And hypogonad- it's, no, called no, hypogo- no, no, no. it's called hypogonadism. They went after Why? Tucker Carlson for talking about this. The idea that with some people, when they contract COVID-19, you can go to the NIH's website and it's called hypogonadism and it actually will lower your testosterone the same way that we've seen testosterone levels going down since the 1970s yeah, what, what, what is what is yeah. mattress firm like yeah what, what is that what so is that? the mattress firm one i know this one was that the reason <laughs> that it was the theory that there were by. that there because it was trending on this is what i do i find out something is trending on twitter and i say oh this is trending on twitter and this Go is what on. people are saying and then people say i'm promoting it right and so right. right so the mattress firm thing was people said why are there so many mattress firms how could there possibly be so many people out there buying a product that you really only buy once or twice every you know like in your lifetime right that you buy really? a mattress how, um, how often? and so hmm. they were i mean think uh-huh. of it how many times do you buy mattresses Rarely. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and um like every and seven so, or so the idea years, right? the idea years. right so the Should idea be. was that it was actually a money laundering operation and then people were trying to like find out if there were some issues was going on because they were going around. Wait, what, what, well, <laughs> yeah, I think I know. Okay, so I think. Yeah, you know. So one, remember right? they were talking about the Wayfair thing or the Overstock.com thing, uh-huh. and they're like, well, oh, this, they're yeah, no, that was separate. That was different from you guys. This. You guys, you guys ready? What? Yeah. So yeah. in the old conspiracy chart at oh. the at the very top, you see Deep State is up there, right. and that one's silly because that just refers to the the establishment, you know, intelligence bureaus, which and isn't even. I mean, it's yeah. not a conspiracy. It's a literally just yeah. a, a function. It's, they call it the administrative state. But just to the right, yeah, I used is, to work there. Is celebs moisturize with children's That's foreskin? Yes. I would yeah. like to pull up. I would like happens. to pull up the Guardian ah, from 2018. Yep. I tried the foreskin <sighs> facial treatment, yeah. so you don't oh, have sure. to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, he, and he literally yeah. says in the Guardian they do this. 
He doesn't yeah. look good. He looks worse. Wow. I think he I looks much worse. And there's much worse. Well, there's celebrities Yikes. bragging about this uh, on national television. There was a number of them yeah, saying this on record. Yeah. No, but there but was also there were all of the Silicon Valley executives who were getting the blood of younger yeah. people pumped Peter into Thiel. their that's bodies. That's true. Though. That's yeah. been that's but, that was true yeah. too. Yeah. 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 But for a while they said it was a conspiracy. It was like it works. Mm, but the other thing about happens. about the the mattresses real quick before we no no it literally works. Yeah. It's it is proven that doing a transfusion of younger blood helps regenerate and heal your body. Is that like a like stem a cell a thing? Is that the idea? I, I think it's just because there's something in the blood. I forgot what it's called. I, do, you, do you know what it's called? Um, I don't know. Oxygen? No, no, no. no, no, no. There's, 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 like, there's like... <laughs> when, when you, you get older, your body produces less of some particular like telomeres? enzyme or something. Mm. No, no, not, not telomeres. Yeah. Yeah. That's the plasma, yeah. right? There's something else. I forgot. You have to spin the blood a little bit and get the right particles and then um, younger, people use it for like dental surgeries as well. Yeah, young, oh, younger people have more of it so they transfuse younger blood into an older person. It helps regenerate organs and stuff like that. Right. No. But real quick, before we forget, the other thing about the mattresses is that if you want to upgrade your mattress, you can simply go to my pillow. Oh my God. <laughs> and get the mattress Amazing. topper. You don't have to support <laughs> the money laundering operation of mattress okay. firm. You use promo code POSO. The two inch or the three inch topper, particularly, we like the bigger one. We've got the foam. It's amazing. I just want to say, I appreciate how unapologetic you are about it. I, I appreciate it. the fact that you are so, no, one thing that Libby does, not everybody knows this, she likes to pass on the Bible stories to her children. Yes. She's, well, she's, the child. To the, her child, Just right. The one, but but yeah. to children in general. Children. And one of the best ways to do that is with the MyPillow <laughs> Bible story <laughs> pillows. <laughs> you pass the pillowcases. You pass. It's Noah's Ark, the nativity scene. Every single night, Jack I, Jack says, good, good night, Joseph. Good night, Mary. Oh, good night, baby cute. Jesus. And good night, sheep available. Oh, Lindell nice. should have you do a commercial. He really that's should. It, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, his commercials are next level, though. His commercials are next level. I, I could never get <laughs> we, that. We got to go to Super Chats. But ah. I'm going to read one from the bottom real quick because Rain20J says Jack just strolls in yep. in, in suit. <laughs> in uh, suit. In, I'm sorry. He says Jack just strolls in suit on to start schooling everyone on China. Yes. I love it. Surprise post. I just got my worthless ideas shirt from Luke. Going to wear it to Christmas. <laughs> nice. And then he says a word in Polish I can't read. Oh, boy. Jikuji. Jinkuya? Jinkuya. Jinkuya. Thank you. There you go. Luke, welcome to the, uh, uh, Luke, welcome to the ish show. Poso. Nice. All right, let's read some super chats. Um, the first super chat, I can't read your name because of the way YouTube formats this, unfortunately, but they say police are now starting to hunt down Antifa cells. Justice may be coming back. Let us pray. Yeah, we talked about that earlier. You saw that, uh, in California, they went after San Diego. Yeah. San Diego. Yeah, I mean, look, th this is something that Barr had said he was going to do through the Joint Terrorism Task Forces. So finally, we're seeing little bits and pieces of fruition. Because, and I, when I've worked on the Antifa problem set, I always find that there's, there's always some guy, right? Like back in the back of the office, he's usually working on the gang desk or something. And he's just got the spreadsheet full of like every Antifa all up and down the East Coast, the Philadelphia cell, the Washington DC cell, the New York cell. They all know. Mm -hmm. They all know. And in fact, you remember that? That time where, you know, I got into it in, in DC and there's like that That's photo right. of us. Yeah. So after that, after we, you know, I got out, um, the police picked me up. I was in the back of the, of the van and, you know, starting to kind of explain what happened. And there's this dude just literally sitting all the way in bed. He's like, I know who you are, Jack. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I know who that was. Yeah. We've been tracking you guys all week. Like, so are you, are you? And are they don't do anything. Are you doing anything about it? Well, it's, it's their hands are all tied. 
Their hands are completely, but there's always some guy who knows. Yeah, they have all the data. They have all the surveillance. They know everything that's going on. They have secret surveillance drones that are literally at almost every single protest. Kyle Rittenhouse proved it. I proved that that story by League 14 months. They kept this. The FBI had, and you really believe us to mean, or want us to believe, that they only had a minute 39. No, Luke is exactly right Right. about this. They have all the databases on all the Antifa. No, I was shocked when you called me to like, Tell me about right, that right, video. Right, yeah. I was before. like, yeah. oh my God. That was crazy to see that. I was like, I've got All a right. thing. Yes. Chris, I, a thing. I love a thing. I love when you call me with a thing. Chris a Stark thing. says, yeah, the National BLM group is a democratic super PAC. Not only did those at the top line their pockets, but also they are the reason why the Democrats were able to amass so much campaign finances. Yeah, didn't get, they get like a billion dollars? Was that true? Or is that like, I something... Think that, they, that was a, a few years ago. They had raised a total of, wasn't it? Like how much money? Well, there they was made? A, there were a few issues too because there were people who were just kind of like opening up, you know, C threes and super PACs and saying, "Hey, we're BLM of St. Louis. We're BLM mm-hmm. of Arkansas. We're and then." The local companies would say, oh, of course we're giving to BLM, but it's literally just some guy who yeah. filed paperwork. And know? there were, I think there was a guy, wasn't there, maybe it was Atlanta, and it turned out that he, he was saying he was BLM. That's exactly, he, that's yeah, what that's I was thinking of, yeah. Atlanta, and he yeah. wasn't, he wasn't affiliated with anybody. No, he was just he was some just guy, guy who opened up. He was like, hey, I'm going to be BLM now. Yeah, and he had like yeah. a Facebook page, and oh, it, yeah. it looked, you know, and if you didn't know any better, you'd say, oh yeah, BLM. Wait, Atlanta, when was this? Course. This was, this is 2020. You know, during the, during the, oh, whole you're not talking about the guy who had Black Lives Matter first, are you? No. There was a guy who had his own Black Lives Matter organization before the official formation. Wow. And they sued him. Like pre-Ferguson? I'm pretty sure. Like he said that when Black Lives Matter was like, like starting up, he formed an organization to do exactly what Black Lives Matter was doing, but there was no big centralized organization. And so then they went after him and all of the leftist press started claiming he was fake when he was... Like, he was the real guy. He was a regular activist who was raising money, and it just so happened that Black Lives Matter became huge, and they donated to him. Well, it I became, think he got like 350k in total throughout his few years operating. It be- it became huge, but it's still not like a very organized organization, right? I mean, you even heard Patrice Cullors talking about uh, Black Lives Matter, saying that it's leaderless. Hmm. You know, that it doesn't have any leader. That you could take one leader out, and a new leader would right. emerge. It's a hydra. You know, it doesn't have. So it has the people who uh, are like profiting zombie, from zombie it. horde. Sure, but zombie we do have horde, to give. Hydra, we do have to give Greek, Black Lives but. Matter credit. And I don't think I heard you guys say this earlier that they came out this week. And they said that no matter what happens in that courtroom in Chicago, we believe Jussie Smollett. And they said, even though he's been convicted and found guilty of lying Mm -hmm. to the police, we still believe Jussie Smollett. Take the loss, people. Seriously. You know, I guess the cop who arrested him said that if he had apologized, they'd let him go. Wow. I believe it. Really? Yeah. But he, he stood firm. He stood his ground. He was attacked I, by homophobic and he, he white supremacist and Trump supporters who were actually the crazy black thing guys too that is he worked with on a TV show. He probably wouldn't have been facing jail time until he got up and perjured himself for two full days amazing. in yeah. front of the jury amazing. with the judge. It's like... Uh, uh, you How? know, the piece of legal advice, and Will Chamberlain mentioned it, he's like, yeah, don't do that. Judges do not take kindly to that. I would have absolutely 100% forgiven and respected Justice Millett if he apologized and owned up to it. If he'd 100, been like, 100%. This yeah. was ill thought out. When Joey this Salads, is perhaps not you, the thing to do. Let's hear it. Do, do you remember let's when, hear it. Do you remember Joey Salads? Yeah, I remember Joey. 
Joey, uh, uh, he he took a car, brought it to like this apartment building. Right. Yeah. He yeah, put yeah, a bunch yeah, of Trump yeah, stickers yeah, yeah. and stuff in it, yeah. and then he's like, "Let's see what happens." And then he hired black people to smash it up. Right. And they said, "You're racist. You staged this as a hoax. All this stuff." He got caught. But wasn't it supposed to see? He wanted to see what people's reaction to seeing that would be. Or is it one of those? Like, he made a video. Things. He made a video where you believed the guy who filmed it waited for him to publish it. Where you believed that by parking a car with Trump stuff in it. A bunch of young black men would destroy it, just smash the car up. Mm-hmm. And it was fake. The guys, he hired the guys. It was staged and it was making people believe that there was this like racist attack. And then he got called out and then everyone started slamming him and he decided to turn around, own up to it, apologize. He flat out said in an interview with me, I was caught up in the money and the clicks. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand how far gone I had become wow. when I was chasing after wow. this stuff. And I was like, dude, if you're going to come out and own that, like, we want to welcome you back to the light and say, just please don't do it again. And now what does he do? He does viral clips where it's him and his girlfriend doing pranks, and it's wholesome mm-hmm. and family-friendly for the most part. Jesse Smollett could have done the same thing, and I would have said the exact same thing. I don't want Jesse turning towards the darkness. I want him to come back to the light. I want him to be a figure to inspire positivity. But he doubles down. He purges himself. And now he's going to go to jail for it. Well, and forgiveness is such a beautiful thing. And it's something that they, you know, the contemporary left has no room for. An admission of guilt on the left is, you know... Uh, a reason to believe further in your guilt and culpability. There's no way out of it, you know, and that's not, that's one thing that I think Christianity offers that we miss so much in contemporary society is that you can say, I'm sorry. And, you know, then the person who you offended in some way can say, Hey, no worries. We're good now. In Christianity, man being flawed, man having a sinful nature, Mm. this is built in, right? It's like, Oh, I committed a sin. Yeah, we know. We all do. Yeah. That's part of it. Yeah. You can never be perfect. And that's good. That's for the best. Sort of like the secular religion of woke progressivist, you know, whatever you want to call modern communism that we have today, there isn't, so they've created, it is a religion, well, but it's right? so interesting, but it has no atonement. Right. And, and it's modern communism without, um, without class, right. which is so weird. Oh. It's a, it's, it's a communism that upholds the powerful elite structure. And well, that is a, and totally, <laughs> historically speaking, that, you, you know, know, but like, yeah, but like in the text, that's not what you would anticipate. And it just completely destroys the working class. Let's, let's read it has, like the contemporary, left has no respect for a working person. All right. Let's read some more here. We got Tim uh, Crespi. He says, Tim got pulled over going through a parking lot to get to another road. So did 10 other people by four different cops starting to align with malice. You know, I I, I don't think getting pulled over for jumping a parking lot is like grounds to be like all cops are like, so Starting to align with Mouse is a good way to frame it. Beginning of the month, end of the month. But like, right. Yeah. But Ma- that's Malice, quotas. That's quotas, man. Michael Mouse's position is there is no law so, you know, egregious heinous, that a cop is, yeah. is so heinous that a cop is, right, is right. not willing to enforce it up into, uh, up and including executing children. If you're upset that a cop pulled you over because you jumped a parking lot, you're a bit far away from Mike, wh- where Michael is. But I do think it's important to point out that it is the grains of sand of cops being like, there's no humanity here. It's quite literally, I know it was a nothing. It was a, it was a turn. I'm going to screw you over anyway. Like, these are the kind of things that build up for people and make them finally snap. Do, do people know what the quotas are? Do you know what I'm talking about? When yeah. I say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Quotas. Yeah. Like, at the end of the month, the cop's like, I'm supposed to get a 1,000 tickets this month. I only have 700. Let's yep. kick them. Yeah, it's so, not going to be so that so many. Oh, really? Be very careful about the speed limit towards the end of the month, but then after the start of the next month, you're good. Quotas are filthy, dude. 
I gotta re- I gotta read one super chat. Quotas are insane. Megan Murdoch says, "Tim, my birthday is tomorrow. Pretty please wish me happy birthday." Ooh. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday, Megan Murdoch. Yes, happy birthday, Megan. Is that happy birthday in Mandarin? It is. We had um, uh, Jan uh, Jakelik the other yes. day. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, good friend of mine. Yeah, so, so yeah, you know, Luke and him are speaking Polish, and then <laughs> someone super chatted, "How are you collecting so many poles?" <laughs> Somebody <laughs> mentioned you, but then Luke was like, "He doesn't speak Polish." Mima type says vote for your local sheriff the uh the only elected law enforcement office definitely yes vote yes local 100% flash arc says Tim please read counter woke craft to understand how to defeat the woke zombies also read this aloud What's counter woke crap? I'm not familiar. I don't know. Not familiar. Sounds interesting. Is it like communists are bad? They are though. Yeah. All right. Let's see. <laughs> I agree. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Ditto. Martin Edgar says, "Tim, you called it. The authority used the terror organizations of Antifa and BLM, and are now going after them since they have no use for them now. Perhaps in three years they will cuddle up to them again." Yeah, I think what we were saying was that with the midterms coming up, with the economy being so bad, I think. The, the Democrats are oh, going to be right, like, right, right. they're yeah, a liability yeah. for us now. So, um, and I actually had heard in, within the White House that Kamala was, this was something she was saying that, you know, we should actually go after some of the Antifa groups because then that will actually kind of balance it out with what they're doing with the January 6th people. Um, and so it'll look like we're actually going after both sides. Right. And, but then it also, historically speaking, this was what China dealt, did when they dealt with the Red Guards. They had to clean it up and eventually they said, look, they just sent the military and they said, you gotta get rid of these guys and kick them all out to the countryside because they were nuts. Somebody super chatted saying, the one thing that, I, uh, this is Rick Russell. One thing that always bugged me is your, your katana and boom blaster behind you isn't square. Mm. It's like 40 degree, 50, 40, 50. <laughs> Mouth love from Canada. Um, that's what you were looking You're at. You're right. That's because Tim's at. shoulders are, are a little bit slightly askew. No, it is. So, <laughs> so when he has to grab them quickly, that's that's exactly that's where they right are. Yeah, I, can, right I, can, I, can, I think it's because I put the, the, the screw in the wrong spot and I could oh. easily fix it. Which not, again, not, not which, the screw. I put the. I mounted it on the wrong spot. Which again, because your arms are not equal. <laughs> My arms are slightly uneven. <laughs> slightly uneven, yeah. <laughs> I like your Telecaster. Oh, yeah. The Brent Mason. Mason. It is an yeah. excellent what are the What are the pickups on that? Um, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Seymour Su- Duncan, the, uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I was told if you leave your pick but, in uh, the strings like that, it ends up messing up the pickup. Probably. Or yeah, the, probably the pickup. Or but, some, um, messes up something. The, the, the middle string. one is an active pickup. It's got a switch. You can turn mm-hmm. on and play all three at the same time. It sounds really full. It's amazing. Oh, so maybe it's, it's got a B pad. bender on it. So you can like put the strap and then like bend the neck and it's cool. Very Chris Cornell. Awesome guitar. Very Chris Cornell. All right. Let's see what we got here. We got, to forests, I live walking distance from that pro, uh, from that protest, and can only be grateful that it's been relatively tame compared to the rest of the country. On another note, our local gun stores have been doing well lately. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Well, I got some info on Counter Wokecraft. It's a field manual for combating the woke in the university and beyond by hmm. Charles Pincourt and James cool. Lindsay. Oh, oh, James Lindsay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Do you guys have, have you seen that clip from what is it, Sex in the City going around? 
No. I've seen it going around, but I haven't watched it yet. I haven't I watched hate it. that where, show so much. It's so dude, boring and stupid. Yeah. But I wasn't sure. Was this a parody of really? Sex in the City or this? What, it, Sex, it in the City, well Sex in the City ruined millennial women. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I really <laughs> so, so, child, so childless millennial women are going to be a huge problem going forward. <laughs> They're going to be miserable. Um, they're going right to be so they're miserable. They're just going to be miserable. And, right. But the issue is that they're going to be getting more power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they're going to vote. And, and they're so going to vote. Do, yeah. And they're going to be lawyers. And they're going to be in the DOJ. And they're going to be judges. And yeah, it's going to be bad. I, I'm just saying when they're in their 70s, they're all going to vote for state, you know, man, like state funded, like elderly care of some sort. Like what, what I mean to say is instead of relying on family yeah, and kids. private individual support. They're gonna. Their their only choice is going to have to be some kind of more socialist or communist. Which uh, is exactly outcome. what was marketed to them. Remember the right. Obama Precisely. ad for Julia, hundred percent. You know the single yeah, Julia, woman. Yeah, yes. and then Biden had one too. Yeah, it was like I don't know her a sister, mom and son. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, what's That's nice it. though is that it, it, I think that this is a what lot this is what Zoomers, women are being to- sold. Women like, are being sold no relationship. Right. Your your primary relationship is with the federal government. Sad. Right. Yeah. So I'll, I think Zoomers are starting it's like Zoomer. Um, females and, and males like in general are looking at this and saying, looking at millennials and saying, okay, this is generally a failed generation. Um, you, you made really bad decisions. Some, a lot of which was, you know, due to external factors. There was a lot of crazy stuff that millennials went through in their formative years. And that's true. But at the same time, we're going to learn from these mistakes and we're going to make corrections very quickly. A lot of them are also going to be very pissed off when they find, find out how scammed they were by everything. Yes. So and there's also the going to be a big pushback yeah. against yeah. it as well. They're going to find out faster. They're going to find out faster. You know, I hope they do find out fast. And I hope that it's not too late for them to, you know, have families and do Don't be like us. Don't, yeah. And I want to say points for self-awareness on the topic of Sex and the City. This One of the stars came out and said, I really regret living the feminist life. I'm really sorry that I don't have a family. I'm sad that I don't have kids. Which Do you remember which one that was? I don't. I think it was Kim Cattrall. And didn't they write her out or something? Probably. Oh, no (laughs) way. Oh, man. I think they did. I think she's not in this one. That's all I know about sex and sex. All I know is I was was like looking for something to watch one time and I was like talking to my brother. I was like, oh, you know, I'll watch Sex and the City. I never really watched that show. And he was like, Liv, you're going to hate this show. You're going to hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, man, I'll give to try everybody likes it i put it on i watched like half an episode i called my brother i was like you were, you right. were right i you hate were this right. so much i hate it so much <laughs> everything about this is pure hell it sucks yes, yes. and it it's it's uh it's not it has nothing no relevance to the new york city that i know remember evil you know? evil cannot create evil can only corrupt i want to yeah. okay. I'm, I'm gonna read something that's gonna be yeah. offensive to feminists oh, because i often do Excellent. but um carl benjamin posted this on instagram oh, yeah. it's oh, even a, better it's a reddit post where they where it's titled attractiveness over 30 and it says hi 32 female have started feeling insecure over the past couple of years as i see more and more of my male acquaintances in their late 30s and over dating women in their early to mid 20s i am by (laughs) i am by no means unattractive quite the opposite but seem to have trouble finding men interested in age appropriate relationships what is going on can someone just what is going on can someone just please reassure me that there are men in their 30s out there interested in women in their 30s no my land maybe but this is not a new phenomenon girl like this is not new take it off take away take it away this is what happens my grandfather when he was like in his 70s was dating a woman in her 40s like come on like this is what happens 
<laughs> men can date anyone they want That's at true. any point in their lives. And yeah. the older they get, the more access to the dating pool that they have. This is and the- women, like when you fall in love with somebody and you're in your 20s and you think to yourself, you know, I really want to pursue something else. I, I don't really have time for love in my life right or now. I want to upgrade. Have the love. Take the love. When yes. love comes to you in life, Accept it's, it with an open heart and move forward. It's just you know, grow it's together, it's grow no. together, create yeah, yes, a family, young, create a life young, together. Yes, young men can't compete. An 18-year-old guy struggles to compete against a right. 30-year-old guy. Yeah, because so, he has no job. He doesn't know what he's doing. He can barely exactly. grow a beard. Like, come on. But, <laughs> but, unless you're, unless on, you're Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, but, he's going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> no, but, he'll be good. There, there are some young people who reach, you know, status, at, you know, faster than others. But an 18-year-old man and an 18-year-old woman, that 18-year-old woman is going to have, it's going to be a breeze. She pops open Bumble or Twitter or OkCupid, and she has max messages, and she can go through the pick of the litter. Sure. And that 18 18-year-old guy is going to get nothing. Right. But those those issues, those apps are also creating are also part of the problem. Absolutely. Right. Because they they are expanding the dating pool far beyond what it ever was was historically speaking. Right. And so you're going to have 80% of the women going for the top 5% of the men. And like it was back when thing, uh, when we were tribal and nomadic. Right. right, but the pool was still but the pool was smaller. Right, right, right. But this so thing though where people issue. where people say to themselves like, "Oh, you know, this is my high school boyfriend or this is my college boyfriend or whatever, and this isn't the right time for me. Now I need to go to graduate school before mm. I can embark on, you know, before I can accept love in right. my life. That's the stupid idea. I know, right? You know, when you fall in love, like, accept it. Go with that. Well, well, hold on. We have a super chat from John Cordisco. He says, love, love, Libby. Libby. Sadly, I'm too old for her. He- oh. <laughs> Timely. <laughs> my guess is he has no idea how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> uh, we we've done a bunch of segments. We've we've had a few guests where we've talked about this phenomenon. There was one story from I think the New York Post covered it. Said women in their thirties are struggling to find men who make the same amount they right. do. And it's and it's and the funny thing is, it's really simple. And I'm not I, I don't say this to be offensive, but boy, does this really trigger the left. A guy who's thirty five, who's making eighty thousand a year, can find a woman who's twenty four. And he's going to be like, hey, I make 80000 a year. You want to go to the movies or go take – and she's like, wow, okay. He's got the cool, ability yeah. to, to like have fun. And a guy the same age as her is probably broken in college. Mm-hmm. Then a woman who's 35, he's going to be like, but I can have any woman, you know, all these younger women. Why would I – you know, go out with you, especially like you're busy working all the time. Right. It, it, you're pursuing your career. Have fun with that. Yeah. yeah and like, here's sweet. someone who's young and go in college and not working government. and wants yeah. to have fun. Right. Oh, this, this was the lie of sex in the city. Yes. This is what was pushed. This was said that you, that you have to sacrifice one for the other. And, and that was you never don't. true. I'm, you don't. And the other thing too, I mean, you can have a career, you can have love, you can do all, like do them together, team up. Team up. Yes. You know, and make this happen as L- a team. Literally, it's the plot of every Hallmark movie. Well, you know yeah. what? There's a reason that they every... keep making Hallmark movies. Right. And but those I movies saw... are all, and they're <laughs> all profitable. And they're all profitable. We watch them. I saw a Reddit too. There was this guy and he was like, uh, ladies, would you date a garbage man? Because I just got an offer to be a garbage man. Heck yeah. And it's a lot of money, but I hesitate. What? I'm what? pointing at the podcast arm. The podcast arm. Ah! <laughs> just a that was wonderful. Bug. It's fine. It's what? Okay. It's a Chinese marmorated, yeah. marmorated, marmorated stink bug. Anyways, the scream was priceless. That's Dear God. I used to. Um, I, had a, I had a buddy once in this campaign office where I worked in uh, in Pennsylvania years ago, 
and um, he like really got freaked out with them as well. So I had a little glass box and oh, I just used no, to collect Jack. them. <laughs> and then you. I would, and then I would hide it in different places in the office. And then oh I would gosh. tell him, it'd be like, Hey, can you, you know, grab some staples and stuff that he would open up? Ah! <laughs> you know. Be gentle with them. If you hit them too hard, they, they would, release a they stinky. stinky. I, would, yes. I would put it like in his, in his desk drawer. That's Libby. So what happened? Jack. Would the women date the garbage man? Oh, a bunch of women were basically like, uh, swoon. Of course. Yes. You yeah. have a job. Yeah. Like, so he's a good job and he, with benefits and he pulls down nearly yeah. six figures. All right. Yeah. That, that sounds amazing. And he has to get up early. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> right. then, you know, and he, he also, he was like, this job will give me weekends off. I don't have that now. Yeah. yeah. Weekends off. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he eventually concluded the post with, I'll just tell people that I'm a delivery driver. Perfect. I'm really, exactly. and he has a great <laughs> immune exactly. system. Yeah. Exactly. Great immune system. Excellent immune system. But there's system. no, like this sort of goes, there's no shame in honest work. Yeah. I, I, if I, mean, I was a garbage man, I'd be like, oh, I'm a garbage man. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Great. And I, you know, I feel very grateful for the ability to earn a living. To, right, you know, exactly. To work. I'm so yeah. happy for that, you know? Yeah. And it makes me sad that these women have been sold the lie that they can't have both. Well, I, you know, we could actually, we could actually interview, there's, there's someone else who's here that we could interview that could actually ask about this situation. Someone I personally know who got married in her twenties, had her first (laughs) son at 22, went on to an incredibly (laughs) successful career. Come on, come on. Oh. Come on. (laughs) Here she is. Lady here. A very lovely I'm lady, ladies lady. and gentlemen. It is my mom. Oh, snap. Yeah. My mom, Lori. Hello. Oh, Lori. Didn't strike a note with me because, yeah. Just to come down a little bit. Yeah, I come got down. married fairly young. Had Jack when I was 23. Nice. Had my associate's degree. and I, I worked at a pharmaceutical company. Got a Microbiologist. Job, got a job. And I went and I got my bachelor's and my master's. I had two children, worked, I just retired uh, for 40 years. Congratulations. From, uh, Sounds and like you had it all. Yeah, it sure, sure does. I'm just turned 60, but I have two little grandchildren, and I feel young enough that oh. I can run around and chase them around, which I just did. That's so <laughs> great. I like to the movies for Polish school. No, no. You can do both. Yes. And Luke was yeah, so hoping she spoke Polish. Wait until the best time to have children. It's never going to happen. There's well, because there is time. no best yeah. time. Right. There yeah. is no best time. That's, That's something right. I wish. I have yeah. one son. Yeah. If that I'd known good. that there was no best time, no, I, I might have two. We should have girl talk. Uh, yes, girl do talk, it. Right? Yes, yeah. Check it out. I mean, I wish I could have done part time. I did work full time. But we had a lot of support. You know, yeah. Uh, was it the support was in the community? Uh, family. That's nice. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. 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 I really think that women have just been sold such a lie that they, they either have to choose one or the other. And I think it's mm-hmm. wrong. I think that if you find someone that you love, you have to find a way to make it work. And if that means adjusting mm-hmm. your work schedule, you need to make it happen because that's way more important than a job. And you know, the thing too you. is like, it, right. you know, it doesn't always work out, but you still have to go for it. Yeah. You, you can't, try. you can't say when love comes into your life, you can't just say no to it. Yeah. And, and they've been told they have to. Right. It's because something sad. else is more important. And self-fulfillment through career, you know, that can be a thing or whatever, but it's never going to be as fulfilling, you know, right. as having a team, as teaming up, as having a family. 
you know, being a mom is literally the best thing that I ever did. And it's my favorite thing (laughs) ever. You you know, everything I do is like in service. Pretty awesome. You know, yeah. To Jack, of course. Wonderful. (laughs) But everything I do is like, you know, that's, that's the most important thing. Right. You know, is like raising my son to be a good man. Yeah. When you, you got out of high, I didn't get your name. What is your first name? Lori. Lori. Uh, when you, so you like, you get out of high school and then get married and have kids? Uh, I got an associate's degree. Right out of high school? like vet tech. And I got a job at oh, nice. Glaxo's. Did you meet like yeah. the father of your children while you were in school? I you was just say pretty dad. young. Your dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very diplomatic Still about that. married. Yeah. Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, baby daddy. <laughs> the man? Engaged the man? He's down the road. So what, yeah. did you like know him in high school? Yes. Oh, okay. Very cool. Yes, he's older than I, seven, and seven years older. Seven oh, nice. So at that time, that's that was literally what we were just oh, scandal. You know, yeah, yeah, it is. That's scandalous. Scandalous. Yeah. Sounds yeah, but that's, sexy, that's but. literally what Tim <laughs> yeah. was just saying, though. That's that actually yeah. proves the point that yeah. and that you met what nineteen seventy seven, give or take. Yeah, same yeah. year Star Wars came out. Um, <laughs> that, but that proves the point that dad to you was more attractive than someone who was your own age mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons yeah. right and was therefore yeah. more competitive and a more yeah. compatible partner yeah that's true like this this is actually just a traditional thing so sorry you know reddit lady I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure where we got the idea that we have to be the same age as each other i find that one partner having a little more life experience is a huge advantage in life. communism that's a big deal oh communism made us that well way. so the the people who want to create this uh they want to destroy traditional culture and create this flat blank slate mm, society yeah. needs to eliminate gender differences so, which are um to i mean there are immutable and like on average i should say Gender differences, right. they exist. And hormones play a huge role. It's fascinating to me that they can quite literally say, like, oh, we're going to have um, an athlete perform in the Olympics as a trans athlete as long as their testosterone is below a certain threshold. So you're quite literally saying that men who produce more testosterone than women are affected by that. And thus, there's serious biological differences between males and females. There, There's never – I've said this before. You know they pulled that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But there, th- this one, I'll tell you what really triggers, really triggered the feminist when I said there will never be equality between men and women. There could be political equality, like you can't discriminate on the basis equality of under the law, right? Yeah, For sure. But the yeah. idea, I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it very, very simply: if there's a man and a woman, and they both want to get a career and then have kids. The woman will always have to be the one who creates that child, which puts them out of work for even a short amount of time that disadvantages them. I'm not saying it means they well, can't achieve. I I'm think just saying. Yeah, I don't think that's a disadvantage. I don't think having the ability to create and carry life is a disadvantage. No, I think I, it's I, an extra, it's an additional not. responsibility. Right. Women do have an outsized responsibility for the furtherance of, you know, humanity itself. Uh, but is that a disadvantage? Well, it's or just is that like a in, in the workplace, right? If is that a gift? So it's just I, a gift. Take right. a leave of absence, you know? Or something sure, like that, that sort of thing. I think but if if you have to take even a week off of work that a man doesn't, then That's that true. man has an extra week to do the work. Right. But I, I also yeah. agree that one of the biggest problems is looking at that as, as, as being a disadvantage. The idea that a woman gets to have, a woman, women get to have children. Yes. It's like, oh, that's so, I'm so sorry that's going to hurt your work, careers so prospects cool. instead of being like, about. that's amazing. Congratulations. I, I feel very strongly about this as well because I feel like we tell women in society that we, we say, you know, and this goes back to abortion as well. We say that being a mother is not something that's valuable. That being a mother detracts from your fulfillment as a human being, you know, and we tell people, you know, oh, you're poor. Uh, you don't have a lot of prospects. Being a mother 
mother is not for you. You should abort this child. Why aren't we saying instead, like, motherhood is kind of the greatest thing ever, and every woman can be qualified to be a mother? You know, suck it up. Woman up, as they say, yes. you know, and like, like do it, yeah. do it and, and respect yourself and respect your ability to give life. Mm-hmm. If, if you have the gift and can do that, you know, not every woman can do that. Um, and that's a tragedy for a lot of women, but you know, you can do this. You can be a mother. If you're 17 and you're pregnant, you can be a mother. You can do this, you know? Kaylin, uh, Kaylin Shaw Indie Game says, is this a pass or fail of the Bechtel test? This right now? Yeah, fun know. episode, everyone. The Bechtel test is the stupidest right? <laughs> garbage. It's ridiculous. You know, no, because they're talking standard. About what is it? Right. Yeah, we are. It's, um, the Bechtel so test so is this fast. thing so where the idea is uh, in scripts and in entertainment, you have to have sections of the, uh, of the script where women are talking together, but they're not talking about men. Right. And so if passes. they're not, then yeah, it, it doesn't pass yeah. the like feminism test. But I don't know about y'all, but like, when I get together with my girlfriends, we talk about men a lot. Like, yeah. that's a big part of the conversation. We talk part. about other stuff. We talk about work. We talk about our kids. We talk about, you know, whatever stupid thing is going on in the world. But mostly we talk about, yeah. we talk about men. We talk about like, oh, who are you dating? Yes, like, because. What are you doing? You know, what happened with that guy? Did he call you back? Like, right. You know, this is what we talk about. Talking about the My ex sucks too. Like, that's what you talk about. Yeah, it's interesting to yeah. talk about someone who's so different from you. And it's like, right. well, what are they doing? And what are they up to? We talk about relationships. Right. You know, that's, that's a, a huge, thing. that's a huge part of my life. Is you gossipers. Uh, no, we don't. No, <laughs> no it's not gossip to share a life experience. Okay. To Tanya, I remember after, or I guess when she was pregnant with our first son was, you know, it's, you know, men can do some pretty incredible things, you know, throughout history, men have done incredible things, but. Women can create life. It's pretty amazing. It's, it's yeah. actually a miracle from God that women have the ability to do this. And I think men innately know that, you know, we can create, you know, you would create art or a civilization or build a city or, or architect, whatever. We can do that too. But, and, and women can do that too. But no, my point is, but, but men can never do that. Ever. And it's not going to be possible. And so, well, they got some uh, it's you know, room right, right, transplant right, experimentation right. going. Right, that's going on. But this the, was the uh, problem. The NHS o- is funding that. Was it, no, it's Whoopi. Whoopi comes out and she's talking about this Ro- the Roe v. Wade uh, ruling, and she says, "You men shouldn't have uh, any say in this because you don't have any eggs, and if you don't have any eggs, work. you can't have any children." And I yeah. say, "Whoopi, you need to calm it down with the transphobia." Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I've I had uh, I've had male friends who have been in relationships where the woman has had an abortion and hasn't told them, and they have been like, "Do do I am I." is it okay if I grieve for this or is that anti-feminist? And I was like, you can oh grieve the loss of the child that you would have wanted if you had known about it. Yes, you can grieve that. You know, you can just imagine a scenario where there's like 10 dudes, you know, on an island and humanity gets like wiped out in a nuclear war and they're just sitting there and they all look around and be like, in 40 years, humans won't exist. You can do the same thing with 10 women sitting on an island after the apocalypse. They all look around and say, hmm. Oh, we're doomed. In 40 years, humans won't exist. <laughs> you get at least one woman, at least one man that can be like, all right, let's try and make this work. There has to be men and women are required yeah. for building that civilization. Right. But without women, there's no babies. No. 
I mean, without men, there's also no babies. I mean, yeah. Well, right, 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 right. I mean, like, women make them. <laughs> women you know. women carry the babies. You can have 10 women and one guy, and your society will, will flourish. Oh, yeah, because it's a great Because women are able to <laughs> build, do art and build civilizations, but also have the babies, no, and this too. Is why, this is why men, male lives typically, particularly in the West, are, are devalued in many cases, right? Men... Uh, we, we are seen as expendable, right? Men are the ones who go and do, you know, build the pipelines and they're out on oil the rigs. War, they're yeah. doing, uh, fishing, fishing boats actually is mm-hmm. one of the most fatal, that's a uh, dangerous careers, job. Yeah, for occupation real. that there is. And this, this, these are all male jobs. There's, you know, there's not a, look, there weren't a lot of female coal miners is all I'm saying. Yes. And, uh, I look forward. I'm really excited for feminists getting these achievements. Um, I know recently <laughs> that, uh, they, daughters. Yeah, the, the, well, that was shot. That was struck down. They removed that language from the defense oh, no. bill or whatever. That's, oh, yeah, and so unfortunate. So loss for feminists. Yeah. But I'm really excited for in the Netherlands. They have more female uh, garbage persons. Okay. And I actually think that's that's fantastic. Sure. It literally is. People should be doing whatever job they want. I'm really excited for women when women start working on petroleum rigs. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. High yes. death rate, unfortunately, uh, in those well, in that line of work. Earn but good money. Logging. Uh, you know is what also are cool though on the on the petroleum <laughs> rigs are those those boats. You know those boats that like shoot out the side. And yeah. And they escape. go. Those are so cool. And Cece's already trying to get out of it. Are you volunteering? Yes, I'm escaping from the thing. This is the issue. escape from that. The issue that everybody knows is that many of these feminists, when they're talking about equality, they want to be in corner office, 50th floor, air-conditioned, you know, buildings. They don't want to be in sewers wading through human waste to try and make the system, you know, yeah, I don't the, the sewage do flow. Yeah, I don't you know want to I mean? do that either. Like, yeah. But uh, I, I, I welcome all people of all sizes and shapes and genders and races to work in sewers and work as CEOs. It sure. just depends on what you're good at. But that being said, I want to read one more super chat, and then uh, we've gone a little bit over, but we're going to read this one. This is from... Shane Kerwood, he says, this turned out to be such a wholesome episode. Evan, love you guys, and thanks for doing what y'all do. It's so important to get the truth out here. Uh, there's just a bunch of people who've been commenting since, you know, Jack, you came in and with your, with your lovely mother. It's been a really fantastic end of the show for the week. And I think we have a very special segment we'll put together, right? I believe Talking so. about, you know, marriage and all this stuff and getting input from your mom, which has been fantastic. Yeah, very cool. I, I, I was, it. I'm sitting here and I noticed the door slowly opening and I'm like, What's what is happening? happening? Who's coming? <laughs> oh, ah, shit! You know why? Because you weren't checking Twitter while we were doing the show. Oh, why? Were you tweeting like <laughs> that? Yeah, 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 I saw it on there. <laughs> and, uh, should I crash IRL? I suggested that you did. Did you see? I was like, come in. Oh, I didn't, I didn't yeah. see your response. Yeah. Oh, didn't she see invited respond. you. I did. No, well, and it was, I mean, look, you know, it's, we're, we're going into Christmas season here. We're getting towards the end of the year. We're thinking about that kind of stuff. A lot of these issues have been out there lately. Families. And, you know, I think it is good to show that, you know, we are family people and we are family oriented and there is a goodness of that. It's not just, you know, chattering about, you know, the news every day that there is something more and there's something beyond. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good. And I think that's something that independent media like this can show that you you would never see a segment like this on CNN. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah probably it just, not. It just wouldn't exist. That's just two people. Well, I mean, we did get to see Brian Stelter in his underwear that one time. That was exciting. Whoa. Good gravy. <laughs> yeah. Greatest nightmare. You're bringing back my, you're triggering my PTSD. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the opposite of family-friendly, wholesome, and all that stuff. All right, everybody. Uh, go to TimCast.com. Become a member. It's Friday, but we'll be back uh, Monday for sure. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL, basically everywhere. Smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the, the show with your friends. You can follow Follow me at TimCast. Uh, Libby, you want to shout anything out? Yeah, I'm Libby Emmons on Twitter, and I'm at the Post Millennial, and you can help us out. You can help us fight Antifa. Come on over mm-hmm. there and throw in a donation and read what we've got to say. Thepostmillennial.com. 
And my website is enoughofcensorship.com. One of the best things you could do is not follow me on big tech social media. You could sign up on my email list, which is free, available for everyone, where we try to keep you informed. Enoughofcensorship.com. Thanks for having me. Good. Follow me at iancrossland.net. And I'll catch you later. Great to see you, Jack. Glad you guys popped in. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, support moms, support grandmoms. Yes. You want to come see us? Uh, we'll be at America Fest next week in Phoenix, flying oh, yeah. there on oh, Sunday. I'm coming it's going to be too. wild. Are you coming? Yeah. I didn't know you're coming. I, I will yeah. see you there. Nice. And, uh, for everybody else, just, uh, you know, God bless and, um, Merry Christmas. I am so glad that Jack gatecrashed us because I love talking about this stuff, especially with <laughs> Libby, because I really don't like feminism very much either. When I was 11, I was like, this seems like it's hurting women more than helping them. And ever since then, it's just been like, yep, I was right. Yeah, it kind of got all screwed around. Yeah, a little wild. Anyway, you guys may follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patchlitz. This has been a fantastic episode for the season. Thanks so much, Jack, for popping in and, and Lori. This has been wonderful and, and thanks for your insights. Uh, it was, it was, this was, this was great. I love it. It was, it was an excellent <laughs> Friday night. It was just special. It was just great. Yeah. And to everybody who's watching, we're going to go relax and take the weekend. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all next time. Bye guys. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.